Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, iPhone, for your iPhone, <laughs> Android, can join an MP3 player. <laughs> um, uh. And I'll do the middle. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to leave it like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this thing a thousand times. Okay. Um. The Warlog of Ramza Baulf, 28 Virgo. We march on Riovene's castle. Outwardly, spirits are high. However, I fear there is discontent brewing in the ranks. <laughs> we rescued a woman named Rafa from the clutches of our enemies. Her unpredictable talents may be of use. However, my men have their doubts. <laughs> I fear that Wegriff is beyond hope. He has always been pure of intent, yet ill of deed. His heart has been infiltrated by the... <sighs> infiltrated by the Lukabi who... Work? Oh, for fuck's sake, Boko. Every night I try to write my war log, and every night you interrupt me with your goddamn cocking noisy egg laying. I rescue you from that godforsaken swamp, and this is how you repay me, you fucker? Well... <laughs> the others, they may be squeamish, but I love how your eggs taste. <laughs> That's right, you fucker. <laughs> you lay, I crack, I eat. You better pray to God that Black Mage doesn't get wise to how good you chocobos taste, because otherwise, <laughs> you better watch out for Faraga. Fuck! <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch, 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 Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. <laughs> you can't do that to me right at the beginning. <laughs> Dictionary. I'm not going to do that the entire time. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to bring it back for one brief callback. Okay. <laughs> um, and this week we are continuing a our use of that keyboard as our hype man and also our discussion of final fantasy tactics uh mm -hmm. which of course uh is a tactical role-playing game developed by square for the playstation one in 1998 yep and in the first episode uh, we talked at length about the basics of the game and uh the plot so we're not going to cover all that ground again i'd recommend you go back and listen to it um this episode covers chapters uh, three, four, 
the miscellaneous bonus content and anything we missed previously. Yes. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, the plot uh, continues to get uh, sir, uh, is, is circuitous, serpentine, labyrinthine. There we go. Labyrinthine. Uh, Byzantine. Are, yes, Byzantine. There are a but, lot of words that mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Inscrutable. Here we go. No. So a, a lot of stuff happens, but it actually kind of like straightens out and becomes this like uh, strangely conventional JRPG thing. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it leaves a lot of the political intrigue behind um you know we we kind of leave off with the last vestiges of this in uh chapter three uh you know with ramza having been labeled a heretic he killed a high-ranking official in the church uh who had used a piece of aurasite uh to turn into a demon uh the two lions the, the the you know the dukes who are vying for power consolidating their power as it were um in their various orders of uh directional skies uh they're at a standstill um and they're taking ever more desperate measures to kind of gain an advantage against each other uh, meanwhile, uh, the church conspiracy to uh, gather the Eurosite, uh continues and becomes more transparent. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, so, so your sister has been kidnapped by the church. And in order to find her, um, you acquire this ancient scripture, which details the true story of St. Ajora, who used the myth of the Zodiac Braves in order to cover um, as cover to get the uh, Orosite and unite Ivalis under his rule. Um, and a real weird side story that we'll mm -hmm. talk about. But the, this whole like arc with the, the scriptures is really, really kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. and takes up a lot of chapter three. Mm -hmm. um, the church and their knights Templar are after this because it would undermine their power and let everyone know the true, you know, the truth behind their plot. Um, their chief agent is Wygraf, who is now transformed into Lakavi and has a grudge against Ramza for killing his sister. Cool. Is that like I does he does not know about the the Lukavi? I think that's a, like a plot point. Like he does not know about turning into a demon at the point he turns into a demon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because so thought... he it, it, it kind of whispers in his ear. Okay, but but he, but and, he is still under its influence. Yeah, yeah. Or I think he's just under the church's influence when oh, you first yeah. run into him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean it, it gets confusing and it also doesn't amount to much at a certain point because the plot has become what it is. Yeah. I feel like where mm -hmm. it's harder to care about stuff like that. But I think that there are a couple attempts to give some of these characters shade because they don't actually know they've made this Faustian bargain. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, yeah. So, and the third chapter ends with a, a climactic series of battles at Rio Veins where a Wygraf is slain. And it's revealed that Count Elmdor is in on the conspiracy as well, in a big bad way. Yes, El Elmdor, who is presumed dead uh, from before, yeah, pre which presumes Sephiroth. It presumes <laughs> so missing and pre presumes Sephiroth. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, somebody photoshopped that poster um, <laughs> or that milk carton. <laughs> so, uh, chapter four. <clears throat> begins with Ramza uh, seeking the aid of Thunder God Sid, uh, Count of, uh, of Duke Goltanas, uh, who could offer aid but is actually in danger as the Templars uh, start to make their moves against the Dukes. Um, after battling to free Sid, both of the Dukes are slain, and it is revealed that Dysodarg uh, killed his and Ramza's father um, and is now in possession of the Orosite. Thinking, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, this guy could actually mm -hmm. be a threat. They run back to... Uh, not Elmdor. I forget the name of the castle. Fa fa fantasy word. They run back to you know their their their, their home kingdom, um, and kill him. Eregros. Yeah, Eregros. Eregros. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know they, they they kill him. He's transformed into a Lukavi, et cetera, et cetera. And then then they decide these Templars have got to go. Yep. And yeah. so finally, 
it's revealed that the Templar, what the Templars seek is underneath Orborn uh, Monastery, where everything began. Um, fighting his way to the bottom, Ramza confronts Formov, the Templar leader, who succeeds in reviving St. Adora using Alma's body and then turns into Ultima, the strongest Lukavi. After Ultima is defeated, a massive explosion supposedly kills all involved. And the game ends with Delita, who has uh, used the chaos to rise to the role of king. Ovelia, sick of being a puppet, rushes at him with a knife, forcing him to kill her and leaving him with absolutely nothing. And kind of like a redemptive aspect of the story. Like, I actually yeah. really like, you know, that that arc mm-hmm. a whole lot. Yeah. So he, like, you know, <laughs> Ramza dies and is buried in a, a, you know, basically under a city, you know, and just yeah. know, save, save the world, but like knows nothing of it. Delita you know, rises to king, but, you know, just kind of like sacrificed everything that he ever cared about to get there. So, right. So let's have a little bit of like a rap battle about which has more false antagonists, this or Shadowrun for the SNES. <laughs> a rap battle? Well, I was going to turn back. I turned off my keyboard to prevent me from doing it, but I was really, I was going to drop in a beat. Like, that would have been perfect. Why did I, why did I abandon you, Yamaha? <laughs> Um, Butterfield, why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> the lonely keyboard. Breaks um, real bad, and he's a dragon to the end. <laughs> Jester is not your only friend. <laughs> Duh. I, <laughs> um, but there I, are a lot of uh, false protagonists, and it gives you the illusion like a lot of different kind of moving players and everything like that. But one of the things that the uh, you know the be- first half of the game there are a lot of kind of shifting alliances, and you're not sure who who's good and who's evil. And here it's like every a lot of people are a little bit evil because they want to continue the war, but then the Lukavi come along and who are ultimate evil and end up kind of invalidating everything that comes before them. Yeah, and and, and like the, the the whole thing with the church, like you know, basically killing off everybody that they use to get things to that point. That's mm-hmm. neat, but I just wish there wasn't a demon standing behind them, you know, uh, doing doing the sock puppets, right? Yeah, it becomes a real um, kind of chorus to the game. Like fighting a an arc knight who turns into a demon. Exactly, and it happens really frequently, and story wise, it's boring. It loses a you lot know. of texture. It's like yeah. it, it becomes a, a never ending hallway of fighting uh, knights who can break your armor in uh, increasingly more ornate rooms. Right, right, and it's not only does it is it like it's plot wise a little bit boring, but mechanically, you tackle every one of these demon fights the same. Yeah. So and that gets really frustrating. So it's kind of interesting because I this is I still I still love this game and we'll mm-hmm. talk about the individual moments where this breaks down. I still love it. It's wonderful. Um, but it is, you know, playing it again for the show has kind of revealed some of the cracks in the armor that I didn't really realize were there. Yeah. You know, like uh, it's still it's still one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just for the freedom of customization you have for your characters. You know, which is which is extreme. But the actual the the these little plot points in these battles, like some of them are pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. Um, the, the critical path slash the path of least resistance through this game is incredibly bland. Yeah. And yeah. you and make, so you, you make a lot of your own fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly true. So yes. Yeah, so, so we start off uh, chapter three, the valiant, <laughs> um, in Goland. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're introduced to a new class here. Um, which I, you know, might get my vote for, you know, worst class in the game. The orator. Yeah. Did you, do you get very much use of orators? No, or no, they're, they're, they're kind of like, um, I'm, I'm going to say something and I'll probably be quickly rebuked. However, like the bard or the dancer where like mm-hmm. the, the effort to get to them is, um, really high. 
compared to their like what I perceive to be their value. Um, there, I, I didn't have a hard time unlocking them. Like I don't think you're wrong there, but they're they're more like they play into the metagame because like a lot of their skills involve uh, manipulating faith and brave. Yeah, and they and faith and brave have a weird mechanic where like. I think it's for every five points you raise it within battle, it stays one one point is permanent. It's four. It's four to one. Every four? Yeah. yeah. So every every four, one point is permanent. So you can use an orator to like kind of customize your party. Yeah. Um, it takes a long time. And like lowering an enemy's brave is very rarely worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least at this level. And uh, you know, they have only a couple of combat useful skills. And this is the only way you can uh, invite people to your party yeah. and make them turn sides. But the the hit rating on that is so low. That uh, it's it, you know, I always wanted to like this class because I mm-hmm. thought it was cool that they were literally like talking people, <laughs> you know, talking to people and and having you know reading from dictionaries and hurt people and and all that stuff. I thought it was pretty neat, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I liked them to get uh, to, to to unlock the equip gun skill. Mm-hmm. Um, for you yeah. know, if if I if I was going to have somebody who was going to be a caster, um, mm-hmm. who didn't need to be like up you know up in the shit. But they, you know, but but I still would like to have them take pot shots if there was nothing for them to do. That's real useful. It's more useful than uh, than crossbow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, crossbows are kind of kind of shit. Yeah, in this game, uh, like, like for me, it's always a toss up between this and the mystic. I understand that the mystic has more um, utility, being the uh, um, being the what am I thinking of here? Status effect class. Um, mm-hmm. however, like the mystic requires so much JP to get to a point where it's useful. Like a lot of his skills are really, are really high level. And like those turns that you're using and that hit rate means that you're wasting, you're not wasting, but you are using up a lot of effort for something that is potentially, uh, very little gain. Do you mean that it's a lot of JP to earn the skills or do you mean a lot of CT to make them fire? Both actually. You, I mean, a lot of JP did- to earn the skills. The, J, the JP is not um, not to just like because a lot of the mystic skills are also manipulating faith and brave, faith and brave, and you can kind of safely ignore those. Like I think to get yeah. um, you know the two the two skills that you know you really want to use on a mystic, which are don't act, which I think mm-hmm. is called hesitation yeah. in the in the remake, and then the life drain mm-hmm. uh, skill. I think you're looking at just 350 JP oh, okay. for the two of them. So it's pretty they're pretty cheap. Like. I was actually I had the opposite uh, experience this playthrough where I was really kind of marveling at the utility of the mystic. Like I, in previous games, I never used them partly because they were called yin yang mages, which I thought was <laughs> just sounded silly to me. Yeah. Um, but they're they're kind of you know they're reasonable in combat because they can use sticks, oh, which yeah. are you know really good weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kind of first half of the third chapter, like I made my way and won based on the strength of don't act. And uh, Golem, like yeah. that, that, those two things are going to win you battles. And like being able to cast Hesitation in an area effect mm-hmm. um, on people was just was huge. Like I got I got tons of use out of my Mystic. Yeah, I, I just I didn't have a lot of success with that. And I I, I, I I'm trying to build my caster dude into into an arithmetician for mm. my like post game. Like oh, I just want to play this battle and build a build a crazy character. And I think you have to do the mystic, you know, a, a little bit and just you have to do all the caster classes. Quite yeah. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so like I just spending time as a mystic, I, I found it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to like limp through with this guy. Uh, just, just, just a little bit that, 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 that isn't an educated opinion. That's just that, that's just where I came from, from the way that I played it. However, I, I'm also like the, the, the disabling stuff. I was able to use Mustadio and then later Balthier to kind of, uh, um, 
approximate that in a way that I, I found much more success with. I ended up using both. Like I just, I ended up like a lot of my strategy for this part of the game involved disabling, mm-hmm. you know, cause that it's, and it, it's kind of shocking too how quickly that becomes. So for the second half of what we're talking about, like the last fourth of the game, that ceases to be a really worthwhile tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important in this first part because it just swings the battle so much. Yeah. Um, and having two characters who can do that was very useful for me. Yeah. Um, and then having my other caster have a uh, time magic and be able to do don't move on like a knight. So on a good first round, I could just, you know, put three of their units out of the battle. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, there's lots of different ways to take it. So there's no, you know, it's not about your, your way being correct or anything like that mm-hmm. or incorrect. Um, you know, the game allows that kind of freedom. Um, yeah. But that was the tactic I used for most of most of the fights, including this one. Yeah, it, it's probably just one of those things where I got enough bad dice rolls that I was kind of like, "This sucks," and then put them away forever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're just one of those one of those weird things. Experience is more powerful than stats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this is a neat kind of area because you're fighting in this really snowy kind of town um, and you get into these like different atmospheric battles a little bit later on in the game. And this is kind of your first peek at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's neat. Well, and the, and the biggest thing that we're, we're you know, not mentioning in that is that the game is really easing you into this chapter because they give you this fight where you have Oren. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. On the, uh, and, and Oren is a, is a god. Like yes. or, Oren is, uh, <laughs> you know, like the I would love to be able to recruit like his skill set. Even if it was just the one thing he had, but if you know, if you expand upon his skill set, he would be incredible. Yeah, and you, they tease you like with you getting him in the party. Like it seemed, you know, at the very end of the fight, you know, he's like, "Which way are you going?" And he's going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, you think you're going to be able to recruit him. Um, you can't. But that galaxy stop thing that he does, um, I think it's called Celestial Stasis yeah, in the remake. Yeah. Um, which adds stop, don't move, or don't act to all, you know, or a chance at all of those at every enemy unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And he only shows up in like, you know, one or two fights, I think, to do that. He only, he's you? only in one fight. Like, oh, yeah, is this he? is, this is, yeah, this is his only oh, appearance. I could have sworn he showed up. He, he, he showed up later. What we get instead is Rafa and like Matthias or whatever. Yeah. We, is. we get, we get some garbage characters after this <laughs> and then, instead of Oran, who, who is just, yeah, that would be awesome. And he's, you know, uh, TG said son, yeah. like I want to bring that father son, mm-hmm. you know, team into these fights. Yeah. Um, so, so this battle ends up being like difficulty wise, pretty trivial. Mm-hmm. Um, it can take a long time because there are, uh, chemists, yeah. you know, um, who are going to heal up their guys, but you know, half the time, you know, no one's going to be able to do anything. Right. So. Oh, man. Yeah. The, the, what, what could have been. I'm sure there's some kind of, like, uh, mod or whatever for the PlayStation version where people can get Orin in your party. But Oh, yeah. you could, I mean, you could have done it with a Game Shark with yeah. an original PlayStation. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You know, um, the, uh, but, I mean, it's not a very expanded upon. It's just this one skill. Yeah. But it's very, very cool. I like the idea of this, like, kind of astrologer um, who, use, you know, manipulates time and space like that. Yeah, he's almost like a calculator in that regard, just uh, to like to a certain extent. But in that it affects everybody. Yeah, you know, um, this is one of those things too, where the later games, um, so Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, tried to scratch that itch by having a class that affected, you know, all allies or all enemies. Yeah, yeah. With spells, but they just ended up sucking. <laughs> you know, like they were never worth using. Like, yeah. you know, God help you if you can make good use of an illusionist in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, <laughs> because like, I couldn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, this episode is like I, these two episodes are going to double as like our our Final Fantasy Tactics Advance episode that we'll never do <laughs> because like, we because I just like I mean it's just it's frustrating like it's not a terrible game mm-hmm. I've had fun with it 
but it's just it's very frustrating when compared to this. So. It, it is. I mean, it, it's it squanders a lot of the a lot of the potential just with like with really um, baffling decisions. Yeah, so much animo. <laughs> So we move on to Lasalia, which uh, kind of continues this uh, uh, th- this escalation of the church as enemy in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is a kind of a cool battle. Like you you're going and you uh, you know this is where you you talk to your uh, beforehand. You talk to your brothers, right? And they they banish you or they they you know rebuke you. Yeah. At this yeah. point, this is before they are straight up villains. Mm-hmm. Um, one of you, know, I think, you get disowned. By by Dysodarg. Yeah, it's just kind of like what what are you thinking coming around here, right? Because right. Of, because of all the all the crazy stuff that you've done, you know. Dysodarg Dysodarg knows what he's doing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, well, he's playing he's playing the long con, like yeah, as as revealed. But. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that long con. Like Dysodarg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to it when we get there. But man, death, that death mushrooms dog. Um, yeah, that's, that's a cool. That's a cool detail. Yeah, but uh, and then and then Zalbox is kind of like he, he's acting rationally. He's just oblivious to what's happening. You're right, right. Just like he looks, like just like his little like chin, his Mark McGrath chin beard would suggest. Like, uh, is, is is he Sugar Ray or is he Crazy Town? Uh, he's Sugar Ray. Am I his? And also fly. access Hollywood or what have you. <laughs> uh, who who could have predicted that guy's career trajectory? Oh wow! So he's like doing TV now. Yeah, yeah. Weird. He's on like a, like an Entertainment Tonight type show. Yeah. His his he had a cruise that just got canceled, like the Mark McGrath cruise. <laughs> yeah, with all these '90s stars. Yeah, yeah. Just got I, I didn't. Sadly. I didn't know it got canceled. It was like it was like him and uh, like System of a Down or some shit. Yeah, it, yeah. Did, it didn't get canceled by like God opening up a sinkhole <laughs> under it, as <laughs> as any just Atlantic. universe would be. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get canceled in the kind of kind of sense. But, <laughs> it was uh, just canceled because nobody bought tickets. I, I can't remember. It might have been canceled because of that, you know, floating yacht full of shit oh, yeah. kind of debacle. <laughs> the cruise is kind of a bad name now due to the rivers of feces <laughs> that are on them sometimes. <laughs> All it takes is a couple rivers of shit to oh, give an man. entire mode of transportation a bad name. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just picturing yeah. all of the world's boats being burned in protest. <laughs> no more boats. No, no more, more boats. boats. <laughs> <laughs> the sea does not want us, and we do not want the sea. Um, no, that's that's true. <laughs> um, but this this is this is a cool fight. Yeah. Like with uh, I like uh, so you get Alma. I like that you're reuniting with your sister. That's not just a dangling thread. Even though that later comes back to annoy me. Mm-hmm. But the uh, this is a cool fight because you're bisected. Like you're on the other side of this wall. Like this is one of the few times you are in a defensible position. Yeah. Like it's almost always the opposite where you're scaling some kind of high area where there are tons of archers on top. Mm-hmm. You know to pepper you with arrows, and you have a wall, and they have a lot of like slow moving units. Mm-hmm. So you are actually in like a really powerful position at the beginning of this fight. Yeah, lots of knights, and if you have the ability to cast, you are uh, you, you're you're uh, doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But uh, what's his name? Zalmor, the, the the church official who's coming after uh, who's coming after Alma. Um, do they explain why he's going after Alma at this point, or is it just like he's not coming after Alma? He's coming after you. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, then, so... And, and but she won't abandon your side. Okay, because she's a good sister. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So she, she she's just like Ramza. She's just blandly valiant. Yeah, she's um, valiant, but she's <laughs> she is the valiant. Yeah. So so um, so really, the only the only danger that you have, like if you load up with casters on the on the other side of this wall, you have monks who can like maybe do aura blasts on you. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you can, you know, there's a lot of bad guys. Yeah. You know, and Zalmo will heal his buddies mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you know, but and like this is one of the few fights where so the two different you can have defeat everyone or you can have defeat blank person. Yeah. And usually the defeat blank person fights are some of my least favorite because they just end up being these like mad scrambles to focus fire before everybody else kills you. But this is one of the few ones where if you want to, you can take your time and, you know, kind of kill everyone and, and everybody gets a shake, you know, yeah. every, everybody gets their, uh, their, their bite at the JP apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, this is a good, this is a good fight. I mm-hmm. like this a lot. Yeah. It, it, the, the, this is kind of the beginning of one of these weird, um, like, 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 like this trend that's going to continue through that, through the, through, through the end of the game where it's just like, here's a church official that you just need to take on faith as bad because he's doing something against you. Well, th- this one, you even say it like you say, Hey, things are not what they seem. Oh yeah. I didn't do this. You know, he turned into a monster. He just doesn't believe you because yeah. of course he, you know, like I can <laughs> right. get behind that. Like you're saying like, no, no, I didn't kill, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the church official. Uh, he turned into a demon. Right. And at this point, you know, not everyone's in on the conspiracy that yeah, you're fighting. That, 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 that's true. It's just one of those things where, like, there's uh, the, the, the principle of conservation of names. Like, yes. <laughs> where, like, yeah. if somebody's named, I expect them to be a character, not just somebody who just shows up in a battle. Not that I would have been, uh, you know, uh, pleased if it was just like, you know, you need to fight this bishop. But it's just right, kind of like, right, right, right. I, 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 I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just generally discontent. Well, you're, you're, the game gets like this with the, you know because there's actually two separate factions. Like the church is a separate faction than the Knights Templar, right, right, in a weird way. So like that's exactly how the Knights Templar are. They're constantly mm-hmm. just pulling Knights Templar out of the woodwork mm-hmm. for the second half of this game, and it's just like okay, here's this asshole who's you know has insane armor breaking skills and. <laughs> You know, uh, all, all or, that or <laughs> gun that shoots fucking ice three. And the, um, so, the, the, you know, they start pulling those out. But for this part, it's actually still pretty grounded. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But but this, the, you, know, you know, this starts like kind of the the major drive for a lot of the rest of the game, which is, you know, rescuing Alma. Like you never get her back. After yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. Like, you never actually succeed in that. Yeah. And in a way, like, you're actually, all the saving the world you're doing is kind of, you know, secondary <laughs> to what you're really trying to do, which is save your sister, which I like, you know, that's a personal mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. But um, so many, so many sisters in peril in this game. I want to see some brothers. Well, I guess yeah. matcha, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Or Maroc. Maroc. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. However, the, uh, um, Ralph Macchio. Big, yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, the big takeaway from this is that, um, Alma tells you that there's a stone where she was raised in the, mm. in the monastery. Yeah. And uh, so you head over to the monastery. Yes. Vaults. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the monastery is kind of, uh, the again, the beginning of a lot of these like multi-tier battles. Yeah, those are really frustrating because yeah. if you beat one and then if you lose on the second one and you want to grind, you have to go all the way back. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been you. There's no reason to not have it be like you go there the first time and you get the first battle and mm-hmm. then you can leave. Yeah, because you've cleared out the first floor, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just like, you know, making uh, progress into a dungeon. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Like you've cleared the first floor. You can leave, come back. Like it kind of remo- ruins the dramatic tension where, you know, we, we have to hurry up and get to these people. But you can go and train for years. <laughs> you know, almost like we have to get the stone before they get it. And you can go hang out in the, the Yahoo wood <laughs> for, for the rest of your life if you want to. Like that dramatic tension is already a false, you know, construct. Right. So, you know, you should just be able to leave. 
And it gets down to the fact that, like, after you beat a battle, so you do this first battle, um, you're introduced to Lancers, I think, in this one, or have you run into them before? You have not run into, like, straight-up Lancers. Like, in one of the middle ones where, you, where you're in, like, this uh, catacomb kind of area where it's maze-like, um, mm-hmm. that's where it gets uh, real hairy because that guy has ignore height. Um, oh, I don't yeah. think he has jump. Well, the, the first one, this very first one, yeah, you, these guys don't have height. This very first one is not the catacomb. The catacomb no, is the no. next battle. Um, yeah. This first one is the one with the uh, – you're up at the top, again, in kind of a defensible position, yeah, and they're but, climbing up towards you. But they have a summoner this time, and they can yeah. – the, the, the guy's in position to drop a Shiva on you um, from the get. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, the thing that bothers me about this, and it might be more appropriate to talk about this at Rio Venice – but mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a problem in general. I have residual resentment about this about the way that these shake out because if you think back to like PlayStation One, like save spots cost money. If if, if that makes any sense, so like you have one memory card. I was I was I was young oh, at the time, yeah, yeah. right? So you you have one memory card, fifteen blocks, unless you had like a third party multi page one or whatever, and that was going to eat your saves anyway. Um, and like I had like one save spot per game because like I had to make the most out of this thing. So the the strategy of like okay you just you know keep staggered saves you know one two one two, right? Like mm-hmm. so you can always like back out. Like I think that led to a lot of getting trapped in this because like uh, why would I have multiple saves? Right. And what if you what if you started playing this game with one save mm-hmm. and didn't realize that you would need this? Right. Right. So like, and there's no way to manage your save files from within the game. Mm-hmm. So you can get down to the point where you only have one save. You can either save yourself into a corner mm-hmm. or give up that progress that you've just made in order to go manage your save files. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, that's a good point. I haven't played this on you know on a, a system with limited you know, resources for that in a long time. That mm-hmm. is a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's also just frustrating though. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's obnoxious, but it's also just, you know, I don't like uh, redoing things. Yeah. You know, in, <laughs> in games, like I don't, if I've, you know, successfully completed a battle, I've successfully completed it and I mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, I should be able to, to grind up. It's frustrating too, that like after you beat the battle, you do all of your leveling up and equipment shuffling around and then go into the battle. And if you die, you have to do all that again. Yeah, I tried you to You know, the save should come after the the looking at your guys, not before. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of times where I was kind of like, okay, I put ignore height on Ramza or something like that. Awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I finally had enough JP to learn that, something or other. Go in, you know, get owned because, God, did I just say get owned? You did. <sighs> Man. Three hours dungeon. Um, no, <laughs> just you, you, you go in and you get trounced because because you know like somebody did an instant death spell on the person you're trying to protect or whatever, and then you reload and you forget that you did that and it's kind of like why can't I get up to that dude? Yeah. Oh right, because I need to do my five minutes of menu fiddling. Which yeah, is, I, mean, I guess neither neither solution is fine though because I was gonna say you should save right before, but then you wouldn't be able to do menu fiddling to try new things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, both it shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> like you should be able to save and then you should just be able to leave and come back, mm-hmm. you know, and just it, it, or it should do both or like an autosave or something like that. Like just something, you know, and I realize autosaves are pretty, uh, pretty rare mm-hmm. in this vintage. But it, the, my, my point is, is it's not a very friendly, you know, experience you know, yeah. going, going through these. It's not. Um, there are times where I would die and I felt good about it where I'm like, OK, this is fun. I get to try a new tactic. Mm-hmm. And there are times where it was just this arbitrary nightmare that I would die before I got to do anything else. 
And uh, those were never really, you know, that's never fun, yeah. you know. And I mean, we'll get to the big one at the end of this chapter, <laughs> and I'll save some of it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this area with the walls that you're talking about, the, like the maze area, that's really fun, though, because it shows you, like, the, the strength of ignore height and the strength of actually putting some points into jump, which I almost yeah. never did. Mm-hmm. I almost always did move. Yeah, and, and and that's one of those things. Like until you see how that works out, like you can preview it with uh, with, with certain equipment, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you, you don't realize that you use up a lot of your like move points or whatever trying to get around terrain as opposed to going, you know, as the crow flies. Right. right? And this that, that first battle had the lancers that couldn't jump, but this one has Islude and he can jump. Okay. So this is the first time you're getting jumped on. Um, which can be a huge deal, and it's another thing where the enemy, the computer has you know miraculous super AI, so they'll never miss right. you know a jump. Whereas jumping, like, is one of the things. Like, I like lancers a lot as a class, but one of the things that stands in the way of them being, you know, really great is the fact that you know, even though that's a great skill set, you know, you never really know if you're going to, or you can know if you're going to hit, but it requires doing math every single time. Yeah, because it's like you're. Your CT or your your speed your hundred yeah your speed divided by a hundred or something like that a hundred divided by your speed is mm-hmm. then is the CT on which your your jump will fire. So yeah. then you need to look at the CT meter, mm-hmm. place that, and see if you'll you know go before this next person will. And it just did nonsense. Like that should yeah. have been a much friendlier system. Yeah, like that should have been factored factored into your like percent to hit chance. Totally. Or something yeah, like exactly. That. Zero or a hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the, okay, and mm-hmm. that would use that so much more. Like whereas it only really became useful for people who were uh, uh, either like in battles where my speed was like you know through the roof, mm-hmm. like because I had been I'd been yelling a bunch, mm-hmm. or in battles like you know some a mage would start to charge something, yeah, and I'd be like, well, big mistake, fucko, <laughs> like you're getting jumped on. Yeah, I I, I, I am a noted uh, lancer slash dragoon enthusiast. Um, you would yes, say you, you would say I'm on the record. Um, always make Ramza that just because you can cover a lot of distance and attack um, people that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten a chance to attack on um, without without moving to close that distance. So you get jump eight uh, or jump width eight and then jump height eight, and you can hit mm-hmm. the, the majority of a map right like a couple of turns before you would like ever really be able to go. Mm-hmm. And like my heuristic for that was like if they were less than if they were like roughly about like 40 CT, then I would have a pretty good chance of hitting it. Mm. So I would just pick my targets and, you know, if, if, if you know, check, check the damage. Like if I would do enough damage to kill with an attack, like to make that person a non threat, uh, just, you know, with it, you know, just by hitting with my stick from two spaces away. Awesome. Great. I would do that. So it's just a matter of like weighing, you know, cost benefit of being out of the, being out of the battlefield for that long that and right. it's a really helpful tactic like especially when you get to the worst boss fight in the game it, it, yeah there it's um it's a great class like i still used it i was yeah. just frustrated by how obtuse the, the you know specifically the the uh, counter ticks on on jumping yeah are like I, I still use them i mean it, it's one of the two uh classes that can use the really heavy armor you mm-hmm. know you're gonna have a lot of hit points um, ignore height is a great movement ability. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you never really know how much you're wasting going around things until you can just, there's a battle in the second half where I used <laughs> ignore height to like wonderful effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they still got a little bit, mm-hmm. a little frustrating. Yeah. I, I just don't know why you hate my choice in class. No, um, <laughs> no, it's, um, 
I think I did all of my learning of, you know, of like that cost benefit analysis, like a long time ago. And I just kind of like lean on that as opposed to mm. like figuring out the benefits of the samurai or trying to make Ramza a bard or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I ended up using a, a, having him be a Lancer for most of, uh, these two chapters. Right. Um, I kind of split my time between ninja and Lancer. Yeah. Ninja. And like a ninja, ninja with equipped armor mm-hmm. is real, real good. Yeah. The next fight is the, the the basement of the monastery, and this is where that part with Wigra, where you kill him and he makes the bargain with the stone. Yes. Like, this is the scene, which is really cool. Like, the stone is whispering to him. <laughs> like, I like that. That's appropriately creepy. Yeah. Um, and he, he just has his, like, you know, lightning lightning stab thing that uh, Agrias has at this point. He's not uh, breaking your arm or, you know, trapping you in worlds of nightmares and stuff. <laughs> He's not mazing you. Yeah, not not, not just yet. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how like routine those night abilities come. Like at the beginning of the game, they were, I suppose that's just regular RPG progression. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, but the big thing, so this fight, you know, there's not, I don't remember having too much difficulty mm-hmm. with it, but it is one of those focus fire, you know, fights. Like yeah. just do it, you know, have everyone concentrate on WeGraph as hard as you possibly can mm-hmm. and just kind of hope. Because uh, he, you know, he could more or less one shot almost all of my guys with yeah. that lightning stab. I forget. Does he have the area effect lightning stab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the. Uh, it's not called uh, lightning stab. I don't think it's the. Um, uh, it's like hallowed bolt or something like that. Yeah, hallowed ju- bolt. like judgment exactly. bolt. Yeah. Yeah, hallowed bolt. Um, yeah. So with that area effect, so you had to spread out your guys. This is really difficult mm-hmm. um, to get done, but it wasn't. So I, I didn't have to go back and grind. Like it's just like okay, I'll try that again, and maybe the the numbers will roll a little bit more in my favor. Yeah, a lot, and, uh, of, a lot of reloading at this point. For yeah, me. yep, and that's going to continue continue for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you beat Wee Griff. I, I I forget, even though I did this fairly recently. <laughs> Is he just like apparently out of the picture until he shows up again, or does he teleport away? He teleports away. Okay. Like he I, makes the deal with the uh, the the stone. He he, he actually turns into Bellius. At yeah. That point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then and then teleports away. Mm-hmm. So to you know to fight him later, which is kind of a, a rare moment of restraint, and cool foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to fight this thing now. Yeah. You know, but uh, you don't do that for a while. Yeah, it's funny because like Wegriff is your main antagonist for like two, like half the game. Yeah. Which is which yeah. is real neat. Um, and they do kind of this unsatisfying fake out. You know, they, what, what's not neat about it is that like he uh, starts off as kind of like a sympathetic character, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, he's, you know, he, uh, he's not, you know, he would not kidnap the Marquis. Like he's just, you know, he, he's one of the, the uh, corpse brigade. Like yeah. he wants to, you know, get the recognition after the war. Mm-hmm. And how far away is that from what's happening in the second half of the game? Yeah. Like people who come back from a war who want to respect, mm-hmm. To it's all just like the church making deals with demons, yeah. and, and like it just it feels so disconnected from that stuff. And it's and, and it's, he's, go go ahead. go ahead. 
I was just going to say, even like Ramza points it out. Like every time he runs into one of the characters from the first half of the game, he's like, oh, your parents would be proud. Where are your ideals? <laughs> and then they just give you this generic, like, I am so far above human than, yeah. you know, speech at this point, which is really disappointing. He shares your frustration, which is an interesting kind of like meta point that I'm not sure if was, I'm not sure if it was intentional. If it was intentional, why didn't she just make it a better story? Right, right. <laughs> Which I mean, and, and you know, uh, we talked about this off mic, but this is what Final Fantasy games do, right? Like yeah. every Final Fantasy game starts off, or not everyone, but a lot of them start off with this very small, very personal quest that's really cool. Like you, mm-hmm. you're playing Final Fantasy VI and you're the Returners and it's about you against the Empire. And it's like that for a long time. And it's very cool. And then, you know, a space god comes, you know, some kind of eldritch <laughs> abomination. And then in seven, your avalanche and there's Midgar, all the stuff with the class conflict in Midgar, like a city that's literally bisected, mm-hmm. you know, into an upper and lower division. Really, really cool. And then space god. <laughs> Final Fantasy nine, you're dealing with like, I mean, it, you just go on and on. Like they all start out in Final Fantasy eight. You're like your recruits mm-hmm. at a school. It's really great. Like that's a really novel place to be. And then Space God comes. Like every Final Fantasy game gets ruined by Space God eventually. Also, Sprock's Space God. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's really frustrating because that initial part, and and you were talking about this, and this hasn't been totally true for me, but I totally understand it. Is you were saying how you tend to just kind of like you know the peter out. Yeah. With Final Fantasy games, and like part of that has to be that it just doesn't. It's not that interesting. Like mm-hmm. after a certain point, you yeah. know, we we've done this. We've fought these like. Elder gods over and over and over, you know, and, and, and I, I, I will not make a point of this. I will not die on a hill. However, Final Fantasy 12 does hold off on that for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, like I, it, mean, it, I believe it, you. I, it, yeah. it doesn't get space gaudy until like the very, very end. And that's one of the points where it's where 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 where, where it is remarkable in that regard. However, it, it is a lot of grinding and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All, all those things that have been said about Final Fantasy XII up until this point. Yeah. How, I, think, you know, I think, like, a lot of people really like Final Fantasy XII. It's kind of my personal personal demon. It's uh, it, it's such a love-or-hate kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nine stays personal for a long time, too. Yeah, and yeah. More largely because of Vivi. Like, Vivi's story <laughs> is personal and, you know, small the entire game. Yeah. And just having that kind of grounded presence is really important to mm-hmm. enjoying these narratives yeah and it's kind of hard to have that in here whereas for me the story that i was interested in this game uh for the entire time is delita's mm-hmm. um but delita like more or less disappears during a lot of this yeah you know and you just kind of check in on him every once in a while and uh, and like most of the times you check in on him they're like war of the lions exclusive missions yeah that happens a lot too yeah like the uh yeah like so, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, or go ahead. I was just saying he he, he shows up to help you later on, and I, I think I remember that happening in the original version of the game. But like he is like it, it, it's very much he's just like not in the forefront, and he isn't a puppet master. In fact, he's being manipulated for a lot of the game. He just happens to come out out of circumstance, which is interesting. But that would have been an interesting interesting story to follow, as opposed to he, he's, he's a bit of a puppet master. Like he's, he's puppet mastering. Like that's uh, you know, he's not being manipulated. He thinks we we think he's being manipulated at this point because he yeah. was working with the Templars, but he doesn't. You know, he's not. Yeah. Because there's the whole scene with um, uh, Balfumata. <laughs> I can't, don't know what her name is, but where she was sent by the church to keep yeah, an eye on him yeah. and he betrays, and he's you know he's playing like he's triple crossing. Yeah. He. he, like, he yeah. Okay. So so he is. So he's he's doing a lot of pretending. However. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't even know. It gets real complicated. 
Um, speaking of like War of the Lions exclusive missions, like this next one is where they introduce uh, Luso. Yeah. Um, which feels a lot like a, to me, like them making a grab at trying to make this character somebody people will like. <laughs> yeah. And it also is the first cutscene that feels really anime and dumb. Yep. Like, a, you know, a behemoth is about to attack Luso, and Ramza throws a sword into the <laughs> wall, like from across, you know, a chasm into it and it's like we don't do this with your cutscenes it's a, like we, we were just talking about the like, cutscenes only need to be people talking yeah. that's all i want from you <laughs> people talking with awesome like crazy uh painted textures and pretty good voice acting we like this is such a huge tonal break yeah yeah just have this like weird little anime action scene and then you get luso and luso is a real pile of shit like dude <laughs> i know you're gonna need luso mm. like is it worth having a second ramza with a nate hunt or a nate poach <laughs> Like, I, I can see that as them saying, like, hey, people didn't notice the poaching stuff um, in the, you know, in the first go around. So let's just, like, put this in here and do some cross promotion on Final Fantasy 12. Like, you know, kind of like or Final Fantasy A Tactics A2. Yeah. Tactics Advance A2. Oh, OK. I, yeah. for, I yeah, forgot about that. I, w- I wondered I wondered why I didn't know who Luso was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in he's an A2. OK. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So this is inexcusable. Um, AKA Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced Two. Yeah. Like why? 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 Well, they can't say Advanced because it's on the DS. Oh, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, good answer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a relatively unremarkable battle in a, in a, an arena that you've been in before. It's nowhere near as like neat as the Balthier battle, like because mm-hmm. that arena is kind of kind of kind of nifty and it actually uses his strength to you know to, to a pretty good effect yeah luso he i i, I probably should have just just dismissed him yeah so, so i yeah. could have more room for like chop you know for chocobos to multiply yeah, chocobo eggs yeah <laughs> just the, the chocobo fuck zone <laughs> like, like this is just you know welcome to boko's dick layer population your eggs let's, let's do it hop on this cloak I, I have no idea. Like I, I would always just like take it back down to Boko because I wanted him as like a as a mascot of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. And then just they would keep showing up. Yeah, he just he's a mushroom. He just like he produces. <laughs> he was pregnant when you got him. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Can you imagine the awkward conversations like? Ramza, Ramza and Agrius are sitting around a campfire, like doing the war council, like almost sleeping in the background. And then just like Boko is loudly laying an egg, like about 15 feet behind them, like wetly and noisily laying an egg <laughs> like, while they're discussing what to do, like while they're reading the Germanic scriptures. There we go. There's our skeptic. Um, <laughs> perfect. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I was, um, I was slow on the draw. <laughs> but yeah. And yeah, and you can you can uh, narrate that, and I'll just make uh, Yoshi esque angling noises. <laughs> um, uh, yay! Yay! Done um, and done. But it's uh, oh man, and those eggs like like ostrich eggs are the size of like a baby. So you just yeah. have to like carry those around in your. Well, these, these are like the size of like a Ramza. Like these these are huge. <laughs> well, are and they to, are they to I scale? Eat them. I yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. They should be eating them though. Oh yeah, like, that's that's one hundred percent what I would do, and I would do it in front of Boko. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but like birds are craven. They'll like just eat their friends for fun. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah not Boko though. He'd be down He's for a soft it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I saw an, I saw another heartbreaking dismissal message for a chocobo. Like he seemed excited, probably because he thinks you're about to like give him praise or something. Yeah, give like him that. a treat or something like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, those, those are so. Those are my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps because it has no home to go to. Yeah, that one. That one. That's oh, what I was going to reference. This <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so so good. There's got to be a list of all of those. Oh, I'm sure. Online, I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's somebody on GameFAQs who's compiled a script. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's the only part of the script I really want. Yeah. Like for that, like that's so good. <laughs> for Swain doth the beggar ride, Gary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you pick up Luso and he is back there cooking chocobo eggs. Up room. Yep. He's so waste of space. Yeah. yeah. The, the next one is the one that we were talking about with the deserters, uh, Grog oh. Hill. So yeah, these are the deserters, which again, like they're kind of making an effort to show you like, Hey, there is a war going on. Yeah. You know, Hey, there is a human cost. Like, and I don't mind this battle. Like all the classes are all early classes. Mm-hmm. Like it's all uh, chemists and squires and uh, thieves, mm-hmm. which I kind of like, I'm um, getting a chance to revisit those guys. Yeah. And it's, it's not a, there's nothing too remarkable about it. It's really bland terrain. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of like it as a uh, you know thematic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's interesting interesting to see how like they squabble and how that resolves. So they're running away from the camp, but one of them says like, "Yeah, we're probably going to die because they're going to come hunt after us." However, if we bring them the heretic, we'll be okay, right? Yeah, let's right. do it. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, lots of battles on the way to stuff. Like in this one, you know, you're just you're headed toward uh, toward Riovines. Uh, yeah, well, we we didn't mention that you get the uh, the Germanic scriptures yes. in the basement of the monastery. That's yeah. kind of the big deal. And the game has an interesting little bit where like you can either read that or not. Mm-hmm. And a, a character actually asks you if you read it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure you read it, Cole. I did. Yeah, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the Germanic <laughs> scriptures. So, um, like, it is a tactless um, kind of uh, you know emulate so so the 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 church of glabados okay why would you like glabados that's an obviously evil name so why would you glabados yes um so they 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 hold up saint ajura he's their christ figure uh it's obviously the catholic church it's obviously you know jesus christ they're talking about um and this is kind of like the scriptures of judas which are kind of like yeah he was just a dude who wanted uh who wanted some power uh so he used this myth to like get people to follow him and shit and, uh, you know, he's not actually the son of God or whatever. He's just a dude. And the church really wants this because, like, all of their gambit, all of their sway that they could potentially hold is in the faith that people have in them as an institution for good. So right. they want to get rid of, you know, they, they, they want to get rid of the king, uh, which they succeeded in doing, and to get rid of, like, the entire structure so they can come in and take over. Right. Right. Right, right, right. But you know they they had this Judas, you know this Judas figure who was like, yep, this is the real story, and this uh the you know this this monk who you you know you you find on the first level of the vaults there, um he's like yeah I'm kind of a you know kind of a bad dude because I covered up all this corruption you know I found this hid it for you know, forever because I wanted to continue having access to these uh, to these archives, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yep time enough at last yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. But the uh, yeah so so at this point they send um, the next battle has you rescuing uh, uh, Rafa Rafa yeah yeah um, and is this where um, Malik makes his like you know uh, 
Is this where Alma gets kidnapped? Because at a certain point, like, he demands that you bring – Alma gets kidnapped again. Oh, yes? I, because at some point, that's why – that's what they're ransoming the, the scriptures for. They want you to bring the scriptures. I think he is um, – he, he's, like, an agent of the uh, – whatever duke it was that captured them and, like, raised them up as the mm-hmm. kind of weird mages they are. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, another person who's a league with the church. So he's actually sent out um, to go after his sister, I think, and then Rams is there. So he's like, hey, give us the scripture and we'll give you your sister back. Oh, gotcha. That, 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 that's how I think it's, it, it shakes out. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I mean, a little embarrassed about not remembering all of this stuff, but honestly, like, it it does get a little bit wearying, like the the level of detail. Yeah. In the in the plot at this point, so yeah. that's probably something in due diligence. Like, I should probably know, but uh, but I don't. I'm not yeah. totally sure. Like um, like, like, like matcha or yeah or Maroc. There we go. Maroc and Rafa. Like they're played up in this third chapter as being important, but they're actually like not. The, you, spend, you spend a lot of time on these guys. Yeah. And like, there's an interesting story beat with Rafa, like later on when you fight their adoptive dad or whatever, but that's it. It comes out of nowhere. Like the whole, yeah. the story arc is supposed to be that, uh, the dad was, he, like he destroyed a town or destroyed an orphanage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in order to, because he knew that they had this kind of magical skill and wanted to manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kill it, kill their family and everything like that. But like, not only is the magical skill like really played up for being like (laughs) these being, you know, the two worst recruitable NPCs you can get in the game. Yeah. Like sub Luso. Um, (laughs) well, they're, 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 they're so unreliable. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like a summon, except it doesn't affect the entire highlighted area. It hits random squares and it can like hit an empty square five times and then not hit the actual person that you're trying to attack. Right. And, and these skills even got a big buff in -hmm. the war of the lions and we're still not, you know, good enough. Right. Like they're still not worth taking either of them. Like you get Rafa for now, eventually you get Malik and like. Uh, not worth taking. The the most notable thing about this fight where you're protecting Rafa is one, you're protecting somebody who's really fragile, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time in a, you know, in, in a long series of being doing, you know, doing that soon. But yeah. also this is the first time you're introduced to ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. And ninjas can fuck your shit up. Yeah. Like, ninjas, ninjas are pretty crazy. Ninjas are quick. Yeah. They get initiative. Yeah, they like, get a, they get initiative. They attack twice, which means that their weapons have a higher chance to proc, and most of the mm-hmm. weapons have a have a secondary spell you know spell effect on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cool thing is, like the first time I got here, when I saw that class, um, I ha- I hadn't unlocked it yet. The okay. very first time I played, and I knew that the game, unless it was a boss character, like any class I ran into on a regular guy, I'd be able to get. Oh, and yeah. I had a really great like I want that yeah moment. You know, I don't think I'd spent any time as a thief mm-hmm. um, my first time I played through. Um, so I, I hadn't uh, unlocked those. But I was like, oh, man, I have to get that. You know, yeah. and let's start putting some points in these classes I haven't used because, you know, what's like a ninja? <laughs> what, you know, what's quick? And uh, it's definitely worth it. Like, it's one of those powerful classes you can get in the game. Yeah. Um, that speed advantage is just is just huge. Like being able to go first consistently, and and like and you know in certain encounters, being able to go a couple of times before you know between another person's you know uh, chance right. to go. Yep, yep, yeah. It's a uh, it's 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 real neat. They're kind of they're kind of sons of bitches to fight against because they can do moderate damage from a distance too. So as mm-hmm. you're trying to close the distance and keep you know and and keep on them, they can take pot shots at you, which is real sucky. Yeah, they have they have good uh, support skills to learn too. Um, yeah. you know, the the two swords is obviously very good. You can make any enemy uh, have two weapons. It's really good on monks. Yeah. Um, 
But then the other thing that they've got the, um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but the reaction ability that turns you invisible. Yep. You get hit. That's really great. Yeah. Because it ensures you can only get hit, you know, with a physical attack once in a turn. Yeah. Um, that's really good for tanking. Mm-hmm. That's a um, that's a good way to break the game. I know there are a couple of exploits that are surround you know, that surround mm. that. Yeah, Mm-mm. sunken state or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mm. I don't even know. So so many va- you know so many vagaries to this system. It's, yeah, uh, not a yeah. bad thing. Not a bad thing. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot yeah. of things you won't uh, you know, really know about unless you unless you search for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a filler battle where you fight some ghosts in the woods. Not really yeah. worth talking about. And then you get to uh, the kind of climactic series of battles for this uh, chapter. Yeah. And uh, they get increasingly obnoxious. <laughs> most, like, most people complain about the Weegriff fight, but that rooftop, man. The rooftop, man. Cause I, well, just because I, I know how to break the Weegriff fight. Yeah. Like, I, if, if I didn't know how to – like, the first time I did it, I was fucking furious. And I was mm-hmm. rolling uh, – uh, Rams as a mage. Oh shit! Like I might have been a bard at this point <laughs> because I was like, I've done all the mage classes. I can be a bard. Cool. What's this new class? Whoops. <laughs> Here, let me sing you a song. We graph lightning stab. You know, like it just you know did not work. Yeah. Um. But this, you know, I just know how to break it so well. So like yeah. the the first fight is not. It's fairly interesting because the enemy's in a really defensible position. They have archers mm-hmm. on the roof. Um, but you can get through this fairly easily. Yeah. And uh, you have in the notes, like, this would not be bad if you didn't have to do it over and over whenever you have to go grind. Yeah, yeah. So if you had to grind or if you needed to, like, re-equip yourself or, you know, just anything, really, like, mm-hmm. you you would have to fight this again. And you, you get it down to a science. You know who to put where and, you know, that Agrius can attack these archers in this position from this position, et cetera, and on down the line. But just right. it's 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 time consuming just because of how much movement is involved in that, and it it, it feel it feels like this just infuriating margin around what you're actually trying to accomplish. Right, right. It's it's, it's pretty annoying. Yeah. And again, we already talked about that. But you should be able to just leave after you fight this. Yep. Afterwards, is like probably this is the most infamous fight in Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. Like I would say by far. Yeah. Um. You know the the Wegraph fight inside uh, Riavane's castle. The idea of it is neat, like a like, like like a duel between you know like somebody who has been a, a you know an antagonist for a lot of the game and your main character. Okay, cool. However, there's a large chance that you're not spiked for it unless right. you know how to break it. Okay, and then like when he you know is defeated, he does his last ditch transformation, and then you know you bring your, your dudes in, he brings his dudes in, and it's like awesome. This is great, right? But and then like, it becomes like a real becomes like a real fight. Yeah. Um, there's kind of three main tactics you can use yeah. to, to break this. Um, his most his most damaging attack is that uh, hollowed bolt yeah. thing. And you can wear a robe that will make that not do damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he won't use it, and he'll just use weaker attacks. And then it can kind of become you know two guys trading punches. Yeah. And uh, that that's fine. Um, you can abuse auto potion. Um, so, you know, if you get rid of all your lower level potions and increase your brave auto potion will fire whenever you get hit and heal you for 150 points. Yeah. And that, that's good. Uh, my favorite way to do it though, is to get away from him and start yelling <laughs> because you increase your speed. And eventually like I went way too far on breaking this. Like <laughs> I was getting, you know, cause you can do it once you start getting two turns for every one turn he has, uh-huh. you know, you can, you're, you're pretty much like you can start fighting him. Yeah. Um, if you have auto potion, 
but I went way too far and ended up having something like six turns for every turn of his <laughs> and uh, stabbed him in the back and then immediately he turned into a demon which I then uh, stabbed in the back four times and killed <laughs> so it was uh, it was no this was no problem but only because I knew how to break it mm-hmm. like you have to these two battles are all about like manipulating the subsystems of the game yeah you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it can just he can just ruin your shit if you don't have enough HP. Like, yeah. like even you know being relatively you know ground up like I was, and being a being a, a lancer and having the heavy having the heavy armor. Like if it, w- without auto potion, I could take three attacks from him, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So I had to like I had to win against him in three hits if I wasn't going mm-hmm. to be you know cheesing it right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did a combination of auto potion and yell. Which the purpose of the yell, I think mean, it's twofold. Like you, you get Weegriff proper out of the way, and then you get to Bellius. But like if you're, like you said, if if, if you're uh, if, if you're tailwinded up, you can you know defeat him before he gets his Colossus summon off. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I was also a lancer at this point, so um, I wasn't actually stabbing in the back. I was jumping, yeah, and because yeah. the jump, uh, it's your speed or hundred divided by your speed, and mm-hmm. my speed was like fifty. Yeah. So I was I was CT twoing jumps, um, like like you know. So I was just literally just kept jumping on him over and over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like that way of taking him, like the mm-hmm. the buffing way, because it you, the buffs remain for the second half of the fight. Yeah. Um, which can be tough if he does get that Colossus off. Yeah. The Titan. Um, I, I think it's Cyclops actually. Oh, Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm I, I'm I just I misspoke. Um, yeah, the the second half gave me much more. It's it's some X Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh. I I had more problem with the with, with the actual Bellius fight, but mm-hmm. in a weird way, like that just becomes like most of the other boss fights where you just take out Bellius and ignore his demons. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I like about the demons is when you kill them, they, instead of turning into a corpse, they turn into a little statue. Yeah. Like a little idol. Like a little I, fetish. I, I yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so this is you know infamous and and really really frustrating, mm-hmm. and it's a big reason like you know both of us seem to have a fairly easy time just because we knew it was coming. If you don't know that this is coming, this blindsides the shit out of you. Yeah, and uh, it's really really I think really frustrating. And what's also really frustrating is the next part is worse I think as far as its arbitrariness and the kind of Byzantine mechanics you have to manipulate in order to win. Yeah. And you're going to have to, if you have to go grind or go out to go get some equipment in order to go do this third part, you're going to have to do all of that again. Yeah. So the battle at the gate and the battle with Wegraf again. <laughs> and then the battle in order with to deal with this rooftop. Yeah. yeah and, the, and the battle of Bellius in order to do this fucking rooftop battle. Yeah. And, and, and the rooftop, if you, it, it, it feels unfair. I don't like using that word, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have Elmdor and you have these two lady assassins who show up again and again. They have these, uh, status effects, one of which is instant KO and you're trying to protect Rafa. And if she, if she gets KO'd, that's game over. The first time that I played this, like I texted you about this last night. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I failed the mission before I ever got a turn off because like yeah. one dude got stopped, like, you know, the, my, the, the character who would have gone next then, and then the other assassin went and then just instant KO'd Rafa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, you shouldn't like, that shouldn't be like, there shouldn't be a protect somebody mission where characters are within walking distance that have instant KO with a hundred percent success. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. That is just crazy. Yeah. Um, you only have to knock one of them down to 20% hit points. Yeah. But even doing that is kind of tough because you have to, uh, you know, if you're attacking them from the front or sides, you're not going to hit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Elmendor has like that blade grasp ability. Yep. So any attack only has like a thirty percent chance of hitting him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is awful. And like the only way that I you know to get through it is you have to trick the the AI into attacking other characters. Mm-hmm. Like unless you make everyone a ninja, so they can go really quickly. Um, which I didn't, you know, no one was spec'd for that other than Ramza right. for me. Um, but you you strip some of your other characters naked to make them more appealing targets. <laughs> which, like, in a, you know, a, again, like, a, you know, you're overusing a word, like, in a diegetic way, like, is repulsive. Like, that, you <laughs> yeah. know, that doesn't make any sense for them to go after this guy who's naked just because he's naked. Like, I've, look, I've I, gone after a guy who's naked. <laughs> like, Gary, Gary it worked in Braveheart. What do you have against Mel Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you what what don't you have against Mel Gibson? Um, you're really a racist monster, um, racist, sexist, abusing monster. That's what I have against him. Um, the uh, but yeah, you have to manipulate that weird AI quirk, mm-hmm. or you're just not going to get through it. Right, and that's awful. Yep, that's really terrible. You don't have any control of Rafa. You can't buffer up with better equipment at this point. She disappears from your your roster. Right. So I was like, the first time I failed against this, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna turn her into a knight and give her a bunch of armor. So she gets a little bit of extra HP and can survive a few more turns. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you know, uh, not possible. Like it's and sometimes she just walks towards the assassins. Like I'm going to do heaven spell or whatever. That like go lay down. <laughs> Rafa, go lay down. <laughs> Rafa, rude. You are not helping. Rafa, drop it. Rafa, drop it. You're not helping. Go lay down. Rafa, I, I can confidently say them quiche ain't done. Yeah, her her quiche is just an it's, egg. Uh, it's, like, it's it's an egg and some flour. Yeah, it's just it's just a pile of egg and some flour. It's like a gross protein shake. <laughs> like it, it's just just floating in a bowl. <laughs> Fucking like repulsive. Like she's so dumb, and it and it's so random. Like sometimes she's gonna go after an assassin. Like if she goes and hides and casts a spell on Elmdor, you're good. Mm-hmm. If she walks towards the assassins to try to you know hit them with a musku rod. <laughs> then you're fucked, and that's just the way it crumbles, and you have no control over it. And, and like the, the the AI is so baffling because it's very rare that like retreating to a defensible position is like a is, is like a good good thing to do. Like that mm-hmm. isn't something uh, like unless unless I knew for sure I was like I just I wouldn't be able to be attacked. But like the AI when it gets into a disadvantaged position, it will just run out into the middle of nowhere and then just like park and not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just gonna hang out here and watch. Yeah, like I, I understand committing suicide, like in general. Like sometimes you just can't deal with it anymore. Okay, <laughs> you know, like Rafa didn't have a good life. Like it's it's clearly there's a cutscene at the beginning of this that we skipped over because I was so fucking furious about how this mechanic worked out. <laughs> where it's revealed that she was abused as a child and all yeah. this stuff with her father, and her brother comes back and has a redemptive moment. Blah yeah. blue bloop. Um, so I understand if she doesn't want to go on living, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's an understanding. Like I played in, in high school, we were playing dodgeball once and I was the last person to, to not be hit on the other side. And they were like, and it was for some, this sadistic gym teacher would do uh, seniors and juniors versus freshmen and sophomore. Holy shit. Which is terrible. Like what an <laughs> asshole. Gym <laughs> teachers are assholes. That, but that, the, uh, that's crazy. You had all those classes together at once. Yeah. We would do gym class would be everyone. Oh, wow. Not every class wasn't like that, but gym class was like well, that. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I meant. The classes, like, you know, junior class, senior class. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. class standings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so he did it like that because he's an asshole. And I was the last person. And at some point I got kind of sick of dodging. And like, <laughs> so I, I went and I went in the middle of the, 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 the <laughs> gym and got down on my knees and held my arms out. Come at me, bro. I thought it was real funny. 
And then I just got hit really hard with a bunch of dodgeballs. <laughs> and uh, her real bad. But, like, I understand that's what Rafa Rafa's doing. Like, she's sick of dodging. Yeah. You know, she can't run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 uh, Celia and Lead and Elmdor are the seniors and juniors. And my <laughs> poor little gang of idiots and her are, are freshmen. And I get it. But... Yeah. Fucking A. D- don't make my victory uh, like contingent upon a suicidal person's decisions. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. You wouldn't put her in charge of like your company. <laughs> like, like, you know, like her, her decision should have no weight. Rafa is a terrible fucking character. I hate Rafa. Yeah. Just, and Malik. I hate both these guys. Ma- I hate Malik's design. He's got that like, like, like high and tight, but like long hair on the top. It's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a weird mullet at a 90 degree angle. Like a little faux hawk, yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah, like a long strip back faux hawk, and he looks more boyish. Like everyone looks really young, but he looks really young. Yeah, he's like a little like an obnoxious kid. Um, yeah, he sucks. Oh, man, I, I just <laughs> like we 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 were texting back and forth last night just about like how how frustrating you know like the, the this part of the game was. You're like, yeah, man, the fucking rooftop battle. And I was like, first try, they got me. Like nothing, yeah. and then you get a chance you, to move. It took it took you six tries, and then I yeah. got it. Like it's, it's so arbitrary. I just got it for no reason. I didn't use any special tactics whatsoever. It, even to, to get even it. when I so I was manipulating the AI that we were supposed to. Like it took me six tries. Like I stripped my guys down naked, but I needed um, Agrias to to get a turn. You know, because she was the one who was going to be able to do decent damage to one of the assassins, and then sometimes she would just get stopped. Like the AI isn't even predictable in the way you can break it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the assassins would come and just tr- attack one of my naked mages, but other times they would just come and stop Agrius no. with a hundred percent accuracy. And then it's like, well, battle over. I might as well reload. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is which is real fun to do on an iPhone or an yeah. iPad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah criminy. Like we, I mean, we're not really necessarily talking specifically about the the iOS port of this, <laughs> but man, is the the mechanics of continuing versus continuing a saved game. Mm-hmm. Versus a, a saved game within a battle, mm-hmm. that's frustrating. Yeah, it gives you that like kind of scary message. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Something <laughs> will be erased, and it's like, God, I don't know which one's going to be erased. This language is so confusing. <laughs> and then, and then if you uh, try to resume, like, okay, so say you died in battle and you try and reload, it'll say you have a state saved. Would you like to reload? Okay, cool. You hit yes, and it brings you right in on the turn when Ramza dies or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, the fuck. turn right before Rafa gets hit in the face. <laughs> It's, it's like, yeah, that's like 45 seconds. I'm not going to get back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good looking out. Um, the end of this battle has an interesting lore implication that they don't do anything with. Yeah. Which is a really frustrating dead end. Is that like uh, you think that you're going to have to fight Malik because uh, Rafa starts, you know, weeping over his corpse mm-hmm. and the stone inside her shirt starts glowing and you're like, oh, shit, he's going to turn into a demon. Mm-hmm. But the stone actually brings him back to life. And there's all this nonsense about like, oh, the stones are. They reflect the heart of the wearer, yeah. which like cliche. It's a super, super JRPG. Like it was the power of love that brought him back. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like something um, I was talking uh, before the show with with um, Vivian, one of our you know frequent contributors and buddies. And she was saying how she kind of liked the stone because and I don't want to I'm not trying to miscategorize her her point of view or anything. Um, but how she really kind of liked the stones because they felt actually like evil and corrupt and like a true you know, evil presence. And like, I can get into an evil presence, mm-hmm. but the time I was talking to her, like I'd forgot about this part. Like they're not evil. They're just, no. you know, they just reflect that. So that's actually the people who are just cartoon villains, not the demons. Yeah. You know, and then they never use this. Like the nope. stones never bring anybody back to life or anything right. later. Do I mean, you know, there's no, uh, it's just, it's just this weird little dead end that was unnecessary. Like, 
I like, like like there's the, you know, the, the there's this vague notion. So Elmdor was reported dead. So either he was brought back by the stones and he's now a puppet for these demons, mm. or yeah. like that was just a, 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 a fake death, right? Right. The mechanics of these stones they're all over the place. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I mean, and my my face when I was first playing this, when she started uh, leaning over him and the stone started glowing, mm-hmm. like was in, uh, like as a you know nineteen year old kid or whatever, my fucking jaw dropped because I yeah. was just like, okay, now I'm gonna have to fight a demon on the roof. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and then it didn't turn out to be true. So yeah, that was good. <sighs> Man, yeah, they just do whatever the plot has them do. It's like the teleport. Yeah, in exactly. fact, I think only the people who have the stones can teleport. That's how you know. Mm. 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 Telestones. Tell telestones. So after that, we're on to chapter four. Yes. Chapter four is real interesting because there's a lot of optional stuff that opens up. Um, I'm not sure how, like, what strategy we we want to take uh, in in talking about these things, but they are open from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. And you can get some, you know, powerful characters and some kind of weird, maybe not so useful characters out of it. As well as the kind of uh, the gigantic, like, 10 floor bonus challenge dungeon. Yes, yes. Where you can fight, like, a whole team of calculators and shit. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, the, the interesting thing about a lot of that stuff is that you're never going to need that kind of strength. Like, the, the bonus dungeon, so we'll talk about Deep Dungeon first, I guess. Yeah, just kind of transitioned into it. Mm-hmm. You're never going so deep dungeon. The gimmick is you can't see the ground, right? And uh, the other gimmick is that there's really mm-hmm. valuable treasure hidden, um, but you need to use the move find item mm-hmm. uh, gimmick to get to it, and uh, you need to kind of just comb the area, which is really frustrating. Yeah, um, there's a couple of ways to get light. Like if you kill someone, their crystal will provide light, or your movement radius will provide light and kind of show you what the landscape looks like. Yeah, but um. It's you know it's it's just for getting these really powerful items that are on the ground yeah. um, that you don't need to beat the game. You just need these items to beat this dungeon. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, can you the uh, correct me if I here? I'm gonna pull something up real quick. The uh, a lot of this stuff seems like it reminded me a little bit of Dark Souls in that like it could be for like a, a PvP. Like if you're making a team and you could fight uh... other people, it would make sense making these builds. Has that ever been an option or is there like a mod or anything like that for like my team versus your team? I think that there is a multiplayer uh, aspect to the PSP version. Um, But but I think, but I don't know if it's PVP though. I think that it's entirely um, like co-op. Like you, like you, you, you take on specific, I think they're called rendezvous missions. Hmm. Yeah. This is, um, I, that seems like a good idea to me though. Doesn't it? Like if Mm -hmm. we could fight our teams against each other. Yeah. Oh, that would be, and then you would, you would go through all this stuff to build like a like a really good PvP team. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what this feels like to me. Like this yeah. would be good for grinding up items for that because you would you would need them for that. Yeah, and just it's it's incentive to like you know challenge yourself. I mean, but as it stands, it's you know it's it's ruby weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a ten floor ruby weapon. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, you fight an optional boss at the bottom. Uh, well, it's pretty tough. Was that is that Ultima weapon? It's like one of the weapons, right? Um, no, I can't remember the name of. Oh, it's the it it's, right it's the serpent zodiac. It's the, it's the uh, yeah. zodiac. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those zodiacs. You can learn a really po- powerful summon from him, mm-hmm. and you uh, you can get the character called Biblos or Biblos or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, 
I never got him. I th- is he War of the Lions only, or is he? Uh... No, no, he's in the original. Okay, um, he's kind of interesting. He's really good at providing statuses mm-hmm. to uh, to. He's kind of like Worker Eight in that um, you know he has a very limited move set, can equip armor like he's a monster. Yeah, um, but he is kind of cool because he has a very high success rate of like just doing random statuses okay. on enemies, and then can do that can heal your guys by taking damage himself. Mm-hmm. Um, from a really long distance and then has a skill that does damage based on how much damage has been done to him. Okay. So you can kind of keep him behind the lines, like, uh, you know, status affecting enemies and healing your guys. And then once he's healed your guys enough, he can kind of one shot some enemies. Okay. Like he's, he's kind of a good, uh, I, I don't, I like the, the bonus characters in this game for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, is he just yeah. a dude who's down there or is he like a special kind of, he's, he's a monster. Like okay. he's a, okay. uh, uh, I don't even know really how to describe him, but he's yeah. a, he's kind of a, a monster creature. So. Okay. I will look up a picture of him because I have obviously never gotten him. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of effort and it's hard to say it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, unless you're doing like kind of a completionist run, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like a goat monster kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, how do you access the deep dungeon? I, I like I didn't do it on this run, um, and I didn't uh, like I've gotten into it before, but I'd like I've never completed it. And this you, was like way back when. You, it's it's you hear rumors about it in a tavern. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I think you get to it from uh, like uh, the. Warjalis Trade City or whatever in the, the far southeastern corner. Okay. It's on an island. And I don't know if that's where the actual I don't think that's where the actual rumors are. But you get a you get a rumor or two and they tell you about it. Then right. you go out to an island. Yeah. Out there. Okay. Yeah, but that's like, you know, you have a safe spot, uh, you know, right before the monastery. Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't see a another like a sensible way to do that, like right at the beginning of chapter four. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah, you'd have to make your way down there. The, uh, uh, deep dungeon out of all the side stuff is probably the least interesting. Like, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the plot other than the fact that there's this 13th Zodiac yeah. down there. And, uh, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really, really, really tough. Whereas the other ones actually kind of, you know, tie up some loose ends or do some new characters. Mm-hmm. They're kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, one of the better recruitable characters that you can get, at least in my opinion, um, is uh, Balthier, uh, who shows mm-hmm. up in the War of the Lions uh, remake. Uh, character from Final Fantasy XII, you find it, you find a rumor in a tavern, um, I think in Dorder or uh, maybe maybe Garland. I, f- I forget which one exactly. Um, and then there's a random encounter in, uh, in our favorites, the Dorder Slums. Um, mm-hmm. Balthier is there. He's like Mustadio Plus. Yeah, like, he's, a, he's a much better Mustadio. Yeah. Um, he's got, uh, he, he has the, the, the aim shot abilities and he also has thief skills, which I, I, I like. He comes with really good equipment and, uh, he's got a special attack called barrage that, mm-hmm. uh, does four attacks at once, which is like just crazy overpowered. It's also his thief abilities have a higher success rate yeah. than steel. Is that just um, because of his really high speed or is it? I think mechanically they do. I think oh, they're slightly better. Oh, they're, they're plunder actually. So it's plunder yeah. EXP as, as opposed to steel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, he's great. I didn't get him on this playthrough, but my first playthrough, or my two, the my first playthrough on the PSP, and then my first playthrough on the iOS, I got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a great character. Like I was kind of speed running. Yeah. Um, th- this run through, but uh, before that, I definitely uh, endorse him as yeah. one of the best NPCs you can get. It didn't take long. Like you know, Mustadio for me was like I, I made him into a chemist, and like he was that 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 kind of flex character. It it only took like one or two uh, random battles to 
to, to, to get him up to where I needed to be, where he could learn X potion and Phoenix down and, mm -hmm. you know, serve that same utility. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it was, it was, it was worth, it was a worthwhile investment for me, I think. Do they I, refresh my memory? Cause I, I didn't do it on this playthrough. Why is Balthier in this world? Uh, no like, idea. Or why, okay. <laughs> There's Cause I, I realize they take place in the same world, but they're like centuries apart. Yeah. The, the two games. I think so. that it, it, he's, he's there for the same reason clouds there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he found half of a broken pendant <laughs> and got sucked down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another uh, side mission you can do is you can get uh, Worker 8, which we talked about. If you go mm -hmm. back and visit Mistadio's dad, um, they, you know, because it's kind of like you know about these stones now, and now you're kind of like looking around for yeah. them. And he's looking at this gigantic robot, and the robot reacts to uh, the stone. Um, this is also what uh, the second half of the Cloud Quest, I believe, too. Yeah. Because that comes from a time machine. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this robot reacts to a stone, and you do like a really tough battle at a temple. Yeah. Again, this is all I didn't do at this time, but you get Worker 8, who, uh, again, is is limited in his ability, but he's got some really cool kind of quirks to him as well. His best yeah, trait, I think, like, he, he can't be affected by faith magic. Yeah, he's an atheist. <laughs> so that's what, that's what I, they call the status, man. I, he's I, a permanent no, atheist. Like, I, I, made a, I made a note of that because I, did, like, I didn't notice it until a later battle that that was a thing. It was mm -hmm. just kind of like... <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, I love how atheist being a status effect. Yeah, it's just kind of like you're 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 hit with a special attack, and all of a sudden you realize that the universe is cold and indifferent, and there's no exactly. Power. I, I I got <laughs> inflicted with atheist when my cat died at thirteen, and I realized there was <laughs> no no meaning or order. Oh uh, um, man, yeah, love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that makes him useful a little bit later. Um, mm -hmm. although, although a lot of the bosses, they don't cast from faith. So, yep. you know, yep. um, he's useful for other reasons too. He can attack from across the map. Yeah. And so his gimmick is he hurts himself with every attack. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's again, he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Just wandering around. Hurt me more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the design on that robot. Yeah, he's, he's very like cool. globular and, and he, he turns into a, a sphere mm -hmm. that, like unfolds into a robot. He looks really cool. Ancient technologies, man. I just, I yeah. love, I love that so far into the future that it's the past kind of feel. Yep. <sighs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, in, in getting to that point, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you also kind of run along, uh, a couple of other characters, Beowulf and Reis. Mm -hmm. Um, Be Beowulf, he's kind of another, another magic knight kind of, uh, kind of dude, except he has, uh, like status effect kind of stuff. So he can affect, I, I think he can have like cowardice on people. He can, he can infect a lot of things. Like Beowulf yeah. is crazy overpowered. Yeah. Like that character, if you put the time into using him is, is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, cause he, he can do, uh, it's minus 50 brave. Holy shit. Is that, uh, that, uh, coward attack. Yeah. So if you get anyone under 10 brave, they turn into a literal chicken <laughs> and can't attack you. But yeah. the biggest thing is reaction abilities are all based on brave. So right. if you're fighting somebody like an Elmdor and they keep blocking your shots, if you hit him with, if you're able to hit him with this uh, this chickening attack, <laughs> the um, chickening. you can the, the chicken. If you can, if you can give him the chickening, um, you can make your attacks land a lot more frequently. Yeah, um, he's he's a wonderful character. Mm -hmm. He's really powerful. I wasn't able to get the uh, the colliery stuff to trigger this time. I, I attempted it, but like no matter how many times I read the rumors or where I went, it like it didn't it didn't trip mm. which yeah. is a real bummer um yeah. you also get race I, I i've i've gotten her before but i'm not certain she's a dragon lady she's she's a gimmick character for if you want to have a team of dragons Ah, okay so like she can recruit dragons she can give you know give dragons extra powers 
Um, she can boost their stats and stuff like that. So you can kind of do a gimmick character with her and, uh, you know, a bunch of dragons yeah. and stuff. But she's really only good for that. Like, she's pretty shitty other than that. Yeah. Um, though the kind of interesting thing is she starts out as a dragon and you're like, why is Beowulf all, you know, born or tranced up for this dragon? And then, you know, you find out that it's actually a princess or, you know, she's not a princess, but actually yeah. a maiden who's turned into a dragon. I didn't do it this time around, but I've done it many times. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a cool little story. They're cool fights. There's a little cramped, like, in, interior area. Mm-hmm. You fight that's just like a, like the inside of a house. Okay. You fight a, a battle um, with that is all chemists mm-hmm. with high-power guns. Oh, wow. So and that's really, really tough and kind of fun. Um, yeah. It's it's a good, like, little quest line to get to, to Beowulf. Yeah. And then, and then finally, you don't really open this up until a little bit later, but we're doing the optional stuff here at the beginning. Um, you can get Cloud from Final Fantasy yep. VII. Um, you have to you have to find the uh, the the heiress substitute in a city a little bit later and get the flower, and then you have to do this temple quest line. But you get him, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, he's got. Uh, you, you have to find his sword, which is a little crazy. Um, the, the 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 materia blade. He starts out at level one, and he gets um, limit breaks. Which are like yeah. uh, summons. They take a really, really long time to trigger. Um, I hear tell that he can be really powerful. I've never felt like investing in him. No, I mean you have to invest a lot to level him up. Do you, do you know if does quick charge uh, apply to yes. his materia? Okay, so that would be the way to do it. Yeah, because they take for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you quick charged him, I could see that being, you know, very useful. Yeah, um, I've heard that too. That he'd be very powerful. And in none of my playthroughs have I utilized him. Right. Like I play, I've gotten his sword a couple of times just to see his his limit breaks. But yeah, one of which is like um, a, a rain of flower petals, which is real yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's also the only male that can wear barrettes. Yeah, or wear like female headgear, which uh, I, I referencing his cross dressing yes. past. Yeah, his yeah. his sorted past. Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. sorted. Cross dressing isn't sorted. No, um, well, he was doing it to like trick a pimp into like, I mean, that, that's kind of a sorted scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, yeah. You, you lay down with dogs to get fleas, right? You know, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're judged by the company you keep cloud. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that, that's pretty much the, the majority of the optional stuff. You know, it's, it's available early on in this. Um, I, I always find that it's best to wait until after you get Orlando, um, mm-hmm. to, to, to go after this just because he, you know, it he he eliminates a lot of the barrier to getting into the you know to, to getting these dudes. Like for me, the interesting part isn't so much the quest to get them; it's how you build them up to use them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and Orlando, if you're if you're gonna so like when you're playing Final Fantasy Tactics, you're making a choice whether you're going to use Orlando or not. Yeah. Um, because he is definitely overpowered. Um, again, I was kind of speed running, so I was definitely you know I was using him. Mm-hmm. But I've gone gone through playthroughs where I refuse to use him. Yeah. Um, and he does make things a lot easier. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that the game puts all of its hidden stuff in the fourth chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the game might have benefited from having some of this stuff spread out a little bit. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't have been overpowered to get, like, Worker 8 in Chapter 3. And would it give you, you know, know, like, a nice little, like, like, cha- like Chapter 3, it's really direct. Like, it's a really straight march up yeah. to, uh, to, uh, yeah. to re- re- Reovenes, right? And, like, especially with Worker 8, there's really nothing. It's not like you're waiting to uncover another note on the map. Right. right. There's there's no uh yeah, there's no up until this point there's no incentive to revisit areas. Right. Like you should just you just want to be making a beeline to uh to everywhere you've been or to where you need to go next. Yeah. And and most of these uh kind of alternate quests kind of you know kind of things like I could see if you were doing the errands that it would be, you know, you you would like have a better chance of stumbling upon them. They're super hidden. 
which yeah. might be part of the point, but you know, you, you really just kind of dip into the, you, you dip into the taverns to read the rumors. You know, most of the places have the same rumors after, after something major happens and mm-hmm. until you see a unique one, like it's right. just, yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. They're easy to miss too. Like you can go through a whole playthrough without really reading the rumors like very easily because yeah. you're so used to, you know, the game doesn't set you up to expect side quests or expect any kind of mechanical benefit from doing these rumors. Right. You know, for most of the game. So you could treat them like talking to patrons in a bar and any mm-hmm. other RPG, which like I will usually do, but I understand, you know, and if I'm not in the mood, I won't. And I understand people who just don't, don't do that because yeah. a lot of times they're just saying, you know, it's fun to walk back and forth. Yep. You know, like they're just saying nonsense and it just, it takes a lot of clicks to yep. get no benefit. So anywho, so we're on to the chapter four in the name of love. Um, the, uh, you know, kind of the, the final, final set of battles here. Mm-hmm. And it's a long chapter and we do a lot of stuff. It is really, us. really long. I was surprised after how short chapter three was mm-hmm. like it, it just, it, it is, a, it is a March. Yeah. I don't want to say yep. a death march, but it is a march. Yeah, yep, it's a regular march. <laughs> um, the first thing you do is you fight um, at uh, Degura Pass. Um, you fight uh, Melia Duel. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting. I guess like Islude died, you know, during that whole bit with Rio Veins. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's a lot of like kind of mechanics and and plot backstabbery and stuff we didn't really talk about mm-hmm. in in Rio Veins. But one of the things is Islude, uh, who is Formov's son. You get introduced to Formov. Yeah. Um, who's the, you find out is like the principal mover and shaker mm-hmm. for the Knights Templar. Um, Islude does not know about the demons. No. So it's another one of these strong hints that like not everyone in this organization is pure evil. Yeah. Um, he's just an idiot mm-hmm. and he dies to the demons and then you get blamed for it because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you, um, by Melia Duel. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's one thing like, you know, when Lionel Castle gets, you know, just destroyed, by these demons like yeah that's kind of weird and then when it happens again nobody asks the questions like this is <laughs> yeah. really really similar up to the point like later on when you walk to a castle when you go to a egros and it's kind of like man it's real quiet here like ah oh, crap it's <laughs> happened again <laughs> these people need to take some lessons from the police department in parasite eve like fucking evacuate like, it's, uh, there are demons everybody to go 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 yeah exactly 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 that's where I would want to spend my time too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're Magic City Garland. Yeah, it's, like what, what makes it magic? That sounds like is that just its nickname? Like the City of Magic, Garland. I, I, <laughs> city of Magic. Yeah, it's um. I, I think it's just because rabbits are pulled out of unexpected places. Hmm. Like out of every mailbox and you know, <laughs> every every mailbox and cubby hole. Yes. Every every box of McNuggets and mailbox comes a rabbit. <laughs> Oh man. But uh th- there's not too much to say about this fight. She can break your shit. Yep. This is the first time you run into one of these characters. Yeah, which and yeah. it's it's real fun, especially if you've got any kind of like unique equipment from stealing, to just have that be gone forever. Yeah, that's obnoxious. And yeah. it's one of those it's that disparity between something that's a huge deal for you and not a huge deal for the computer. Yeah. So I can break one of the computer's sets of armor, it doesn't matter. Like right. if they're you know, they're they're going to die if the story is going to continue. Yeah. But uh they do this for me, it can be a big pain in the ass. And yeah. it's 100% accurate. It has a good range. does it does like a fair amount of damage, too. I mean, she's basically... Yeah, Agri- yeah, does. She's, she's Agrias, except instead of doing um, uh, status effects, she just ruins your life. Right, right. <laughs> the status is ruining your life. <laughs> you get inflicted with life ruin. Um, 
Yeah, it's real nasty. Yeah. Um, but the fight itself, you know, if you focus fire on her, I didn't find this to be too difficult. No, no, no. It's it, it's it's interesting because there like there there are these repeated themes of like you know sisters and brothers and vengeance and things like that and just people you know not really hearing you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for good reason too. Like a demon did yep. it, but I I don't yeah. believe that you're standing there <laughs> holding a sword and you're a heretic. Like they they have perfectly good reasons, but it can just seem a little bit exhausting when it keeps happening over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Or that's in uh, uh, Ber- Bervenia. Is that where you fight Meliodul? Not Draga Pass. Can't remember what happens in Draga Pass. Y- yeah. I think this might be one of the times where you just run into some guys who are like, "We're here to stop you." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ber- Bervenia. That's a city. It's like the free city. Bervenia is where she yeah. comes to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for the quality of these notes that are leading. No, us no, astray. it's okay. Yeah. Like, well, there's. It's hard to find something to say about some of these battles where it's yeah. just like we're from the northern sky, and I think that's <laughs> how that it starts out. There's nothing to it. Yeah. Yeah, so you do uh, Finneth Creek where you fight a bunch of monsters. There's really nothing to it other than that you're fighting monsters. You're, you're, you're fighting monsters in a sucky arena um, with no yeah. mobility at all. Uh, I, it happened to roll out that like I was fighting like about 12 chocobos, mm-hmm. and they could move further than I could. So it would just be like they would come in, do some hits, then I would I would get hits on them, and then they would, then they would just do Choco Cure. Oh, yeah. It, it dragged on for a really long time. <laughs> it, it was very upsetting. Yeah, this I, the only way that I was able to I got through this by putting all of my guys on one side of the river oh, and letting yeah. the chocobos come to me, mm-hmm. and then when they did, I would dogpile them. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really this, this this next one, the outlying church. So you go to uh, I, f- I forget what the actual like location that you go to is, but you know Ramza is continuing his, his habit of being a heretic and barging into churches, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you, you find Delia again. Um, and, uh, you know, it's his, his kind of weird, inscrutable motivations, even though he is ostensibly working for the church, he's like straight up willing to ice a fool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. He, because, well, because the guy sees him there Yeah. and this is one of the first hints of like, right. One of the first hints, you know, at this point, but yeah, Billy does definitely, you know, has, is, is no one's, uh, no one's slave right. and stuff. So someone sees him and he, he decides to, uh, decides to kill him. Um, this in for me, this mm-hmm. battle, I didn't get a chance to move. Uh, Delito walked up and killed this guy in one hit, but <laughs> and the battle was over. <laughs> and I don't know why that happened or what the exact dice rolls were, yeah. or anything, but he just walked up and did his, his sword skill. And I did not uh, do this fight at all, <laughs> so it's just like, oh, okay, but mine, mine wasn't too, you know, wasn't too different, you know. Like by this point, I had Agrias with me, and you know, I, I, I had her, you know, up to a up to a high enough point. Delita's abilities seem a little bit less uh, novel when you have somebody who can just do them, you know, like mm-hmm. awesome, great. You know, he has high stats and, and everything, but it, you know, with two of them together, it was kind of a preview of when you would get Orlando or uh, right, you know, or to a lesser extent, Melia Duel later on, right. Um, but, uh, it was, it was really more of just like an interesting story beat than anything. Yeah. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. His motivations aren't that mysterious. Like, you know, it makes sense why he's doing that there. What's interesting is when you have that discussion in the church mm-hmm. and, uh, I really like that cutscene. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and it's, it's pretty dark. Like, I mean, he's just like, I would not hesitate to kill you. Like you get this real sense of like somebody who has, you know, he does end up giving up everything, but he's willing to give up everything as yeah, well. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. is very much a choice on his part. I, I think my favorite wrinkle about Delita's character that came out more in this, in this playthrough than, than, than anything before, like he's got this weird, like stalker obsessive relationship with Ovelia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and of course, I mean, it makes total sense. Like they had kind of similar, you know, finding out that she wasn't a real princess, but mm-hmm. was raised to, to believe like, I mean, there's, there's, he was raised to believe that he was friends with these people and was kind of friends of this noble family mm-hmm. and that he was a part. And then they're willing to kill his sister and do, you know, uh, throw her away and everything like that. Like, it makes sense that he would be sympathetic yeah. to her. And then I'm sure he just loves the, like the irony of installing like an actual commoner mm-hmm. as a, uh, as the, the reagent. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So real reagent. interesting. We 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 don't reagent. Yes, he's going to crush her yeah, up and use her to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna install her into this tea. Yeah. I'm gonna install some chamomile into my stomach. <laughs> reagent uh, is what I meant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see enough of them, et cetera, et cetera. On and on. Yeah. One of the few times he shows up in here. Yeah. In this uh, this chapter, it's a real shame. Yeah. You you kind of enter into this neat little you know subplot where the 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 Bills you know Dysadarg mm-hmm. and uh, Zalbag, um, mm-hmm. you know they're they're kind of making their move right like the, the 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 Dukes are waning in power and kind of this first big one is you know you find agents of one of the Dukes or the other coming in and spreading poison like these uh, yeah the, the, these mushroom spores and when you fight in the beta sand waste like you start out poisoned which is a which is a minor inconvenience for the fight but uh it, it turns into one of my favorite plot points in the entire game yeah yeah the, the whole bit with that, that poison the this is a really hard fight yeah. like the the uh the guy who you're fighting um uh Bister, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. He used to be called Bulk, which I always thought <laughs> was funny. Bulk. Um, Your mission is defeat Bulk. 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 <laughs> um, the uh, is his name in the old versions. Like he's really hard because he's a uh, he's an engineer, just like uh, Mustadio. So he can fuck up your stats. He has a goddamn gun that can shoot ice magic. Yeah, and you can never buy these. Like you can only you know steal them, which is frustrating because I didn't. You know, usually don't roll with steel. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it does ice three and can one shot your guys very easily. Yeah. And then he has insane defense. Like you do no damage to this fucker. Hmm. Like for some reason he's got this like innate, you know, defense um, against uh, magic and attacks. Like I was attacking him and I would attack like a normal guy for 190 and I would attack this guy for 70. Yeah. And I just, I had no idea why. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he like turtles back and just kind of does pot shots. And like, this is a really frustrating fight. Like you were in a huge disadvantage, not just with the poison, but also uh, like the landscape is a big disadvantage here. I, this is just one of those times where it shook out to where I didn't have too much trouble with it. I, mm. I, I don't know if it, you know if it was just by the team that I rolled with or whatever. Like the the the, the ice three, that was a big deal. But, yeah. But uh, n- nothing else really. Well, I, the ice three is a luck thing too. Like you could fight him and never get ice three and just get yeah. ice one every time and not have it be a big deal. Yeah. So super. But I I, I had a really hard time with this fight, yeah. and it turned out to be very frustrating. During this whole thing, too, and we're skipping over a lot of this, and I just want to put it out there mm-hmm. that, like, you know, I, I hope that nobody gets, uh, you know, frustrated by it. But, like, there's a lot of backdoor stuff going on right now with Orlando and uh, uh, the different Dukes and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it gets, it gets hard to follow. It does. Um, you know? And uh, so, I mean, the, the takeaway from it, it happens around here, is that Orlando gets framed 
for uh, attacking or for plotting against the Duke mm-hmm. and gets put in jail. And eventually um, you are going to go rescue him. Yes. But during this whole time, he gets, fra- you know, he gets framed somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that Duke actually promotes Delita as, as his, uh, his captain mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So Delita, like he's, the, the Delita becomes the, the head of some order of knights, like the Black Ram Knights. Yeah. I Black think. Ram. Yeah. yeah. Some, 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 something like that. Yeah. Just a lot of stuff going back and forth. I just, I just think it's interesting that like you, you know, that the, that the church is the antagonist, you know, or you think that they are, and then the Templars are an arm of that, but just, it's so, I don't know. I don't don't even know. (laughs) Adding in these cosmic, and we keep saying this, but adding in these cosmic elements has an effect of making this, this plotting stuff seem less important. Yeah, it does. Like it would be, it would be really, really interesting if it was just this. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. again, like like just Game of Thrones style mm-hmm. plotting and and uh, yeah, I'd be pretty into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we won't need to belabor that too much, but yeah. But these but these dukes are being taken out of the picture. But, yeah, but that's they, that's the takeaway. But 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 their but their forces continue on. You know, mm-hmm. like even even though they're gone, and uh, the, the it's it's really just a you know a a, a concerted effort by the Beowulfs and also the Templar and, and and the Church to you know all at once try and grab for power, but then you know run mm-hmm. run, run afoul of each other. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so next we have a couple fights at uh, Besselat. Yeah. Which like the first one, there's not too much to it other than the fact that it's the only point where like there's literally a choice as to which battle you'll do yeah like you can go to the south or north wall and they have like different arenas but just like you're fighting against a mixed group of enemies yeah it's not that noteworthy but it's just kind of neat that you have a choice i wish the game would have done a little bit more of that yep um and then you get the idea to where you can um actually prevent this battle by causing a flood (laughs) and you have to open up the sluice gate (laughs) um and this is a this is a pretty cool fight too like there there are knights guarding the two levers you need to uh to stand on and you are in a, an inconvenient position at the bottom again, as so often at the bottom of a, a cliff or the bottom of a, a structure. Yeah, and you have to roll with you have to roll with two uh, two two squads. You have the left squad and the right squad. Uh, both are facing up against a ton of archers who you can't get a you can't get a solid shot off against. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the 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 conditions for victory they differ depending on which version you're you're you're, you're playing in. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that in War of the Lions, you just have to defeat everybody, and you don't have to stand on the uh, oh on the yeah. switches. I yeah, didn't try. And- I didn't try and just stand on the switches to see if that worked. No, me neither. Because like while people are alive, you know, it, it might be difficult to do that. But I yeah. remember you had to stand on the switches. So in the other one, this was the battle where if you killed everyone, the the battle would not end, mm-hmm. and you could train and wait for their corpses to turn into crystals for as long as you wanted. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being like a, a cool battle for that in the earlier version. And this one, you could do that too. Just leave one person standing on a switch like yeah. a knight, and he won't, he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's like a, one of those Buckingham. He's like a beef eater. <laughs> like, uh, the, uh, he's sworn never like, to move like the gin. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that was a terrible joke. Don't laugh at that. That's no, okay. Um, Is that what they're called though? I thought maybe for a second that they're not called beef eaters. Um, you know, like what are the, what are they called? The Buckingham palace guards? Yeah. It's the palace guards. I thought they were called something. Well, beef eaters might be the papal guards, or those are the royal guards. I don't know, man. Uh, the, the, the the yeoman warders. Um, let's let, let's see here. Um, the yeoman warders of Her Majesty's royal palace and fortress, the Tower of London, and members of the sovereign bodyguard of the yeoman guard extraordinary. 
popular. They are known called as the Beefeaters. Beef okay. okay. Oh, cool. I'm just I'm just happy that it was the correct thing. But, but they don't wear the puffy hats. They have like a weird top hat kind of look. Yeah, these guys look cool. Yeah. yeah. I like them. Like fancy, fancy, uh, what is it? Uh, Maitre d's. Yeah. They're, they're guards at the Tower of London is what I, is uh, what, is what I think they are. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. If you live in, in England, like you're more or less, you know, it's like Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics all the time. <laughs> like <laughs> the Tower of London where the guards are. Um, <laughs> Uh, way to belittle a nation Um, (laughs) yes Um, but you get uh, you get Orlando after this yes you do segue 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 you 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 Uh. you, (laughs) yeah you uh, you you rescue him Um, you you almost get Oran too like Oran's like I want to come with you and fight and Orlando's like no no you have to go and tell the regency about the coup that is taking place in the east sky Um, (laughs) but uh, you know you know yeah. But yeah, Orlando. Yeah, he's uh, he he is something. So he comes with um, the best purchasable armor in the game, mm-hmm. the, the the crystal set. Um, he also has uh, one of the better knight swords, the Excalibur, um, mm-hmm. which leaves him permanently hasted, which is pretty neat. Um, and he is also, um, at least in War of the Lions, he is a sword saint, which means that he has all of the knight sword abilities. So he is Agrias, Meliadul, and Gafgarian all rolled up into one. Yep. He always has all the abilities. That's just what his class is called Yeah. in this version. And what's cool about this too is the next battle, they give you a battle after this where you're just fighting against some, some brigands. <laughs> and it, the battle is there to highlight Orlando. Yep. Like is to you know make a clear delineation. Like this game, you know, these battles, this might have been challenging. <laughs> and now it's not yeah. because you have Orlando. It's the, uh, it's, and, it's the superpower gravity gun. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Like mm-hmm. uh, just the the fact that like you know because you want to keep. I was always tempted to uh, give Excalibur to Ramza mm-hmm. if Ramza could use it because it seemed you know oh of course the hero should have that but it's way better to have it with Orlando. Like you give mm-hmm. Orlando you know a power glove or whatever the power fist <laughs> or power gauntlet or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and he's so bad and he just uh, <laughs> Thank um, you. and he could just go through and 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 you know kill like sometimes people would be staying together and I could kill three guys before they could move mm-hmm. like I had turned into a boss from this game yeah like Orlando <laughs> is as hard as a boss from this game if you were the bad guys yeah so pretty crazy I, I really appreciate what you did there with it's so bad and the power oh, thank you yeah no that's thank fine you. I just wanted to acknowledge that um <laughs> But, uh, but, but, but yeah, uh, there's, there, there's no reason not to roll with him, especially if you're just trying to follow the critical path of the game. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you're on a deadline. Um, but yeah, yep. he, he may, he and makes good. Or I was gonna say, if, if you're not, I mean, I would say there's a reason, like if you're not, you're definitely gonna see more of the game and have to diversify your party a lot yes. more if you don't roll with him. So I like, like I said, uh, I think I said this in the first episode, I've done my first two playthroughs that were really fun. It was one where it was like all story, important characters. Yeah. And another one where it's all my characters I'd raised from from birth, more or less. Yeah. Like just Rad and, uh, you know, Spencer and all those those little little guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, uh, I like doing both. But for this playthrough, I definitely used Orlando. Yeah. As I mean, as did I. Um, hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. As, as, mm-hmm. especially with the way <laughs> with the way that with, with, with the way that the bosses like with you know when most of your fights just boil down to do as much damage to this guy as quickly as possible um yeah. then he you know when 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 <laughs> when every uh when every problem is a nail and you know and you have a hammer yeah exactly so, yeah, why not like use that. it yeah 
And you can you can go around and try to hammer you know nails in the wall of your apartment with a book. Yep, I've done it. <laughs> that book is 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 a uh, uh, Rafa. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Rafa is like like a like a Jello. Like it's trying to like hammer a nail into your wall using like a, a flan. The, the the book would be like the orator or the yeah. calculator or whatever. Yeah. Let's let's determine what all of the classes and problems <laughs> tactics would be if they were household if, objects. No, we if, were if, using if, to if hammer they, a nail into a wall. If 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 they if they were uh, monopoly pieces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they if they were monopoly pieces, then Orlando would be a gun, like a human, like a regular sized gun that you just shoot the board with. <laughs> you just like. <laughs> Bam, I get park place forever. <laughs> that you just drop onto the middle of the board and then cross your arms and look at everybody expectantly. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You just landed on park place. You owe me $350 of real money. I got Orlando. Also, uh, also, the doors are locked and the place is surrounded. <laughs> do, you, do you think there are millionaires who play Monopoly with real money? Like, replace the bank, like, with, with actual dollar bills and just do oh, Monopoly? I wouldn't be surprised, Gary. That would be pretty fun, man. Yeah. Like, if you, if you lowered the stakes and it wasn't, like, $500, like, I would be pretty into that. <laughs> we should, Man, if you if you come up again, we should do that with, like, uh, I don't know, like, I guess, like, $500 bills is $5 bills. Yeah. That's still, still probably get pretty expensive. But yeah. We should put together, like, I don't know, like, whatever the most we're willing to use, lose. Like. And play some, some real-life Monopoly. And we should do it on a corner outside and get some guys to stand around us watching <laughs> then the cops come like because they're breaking up a dice game yeah exactly and we're like what what <laughs> vhs motherfucker v- <laughs> say vhs as a community chat oh okay community <laughs> i got ten dollars in a beauty pageant <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a really good idea I, i'm i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure yeah. that somebody somebody at pax or one of those one of those places has done that as like a way to make monopoly not an awful game yeah it would be it would be i'm, I'm into it i gotta try it at some point yeah it's a cool game cool huh. idea um <laughs> so then you fight some ghosts yep you fight some ghosts uh this is where i noticed the atheist uh status effect i just mm-hmm. like i like the idea that they're like you're you're fighting regular enemies but they're ghostified yeah, um, that that that's kind of neat. Um, they they yeah. they have a little bit higher defense and they float, so it, it makes for these neat little set pieces. But all of the ghost battles are really easy. Yeah, like I mean, they're they're never like a challenging battle. And like at this point, the game has now stratified or like you know centrifuged into really easy battles where you have to kill everyone, or incredibly difficult battles where you have to kill one person. Mm-hmm. But but it's this weird thing where the really easy battles where it pops up and says objective defeat all uh, defeat all enemies those take like ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. and you know if if you're able to just like do a mad dash for your target, you can resolve you you know one of those Templar fights in like two rounds. But I I, I like the battles that take like ten minutes is how long I want one of these fights to, know, to right? last. You know, like everybody gets to do something. Everybody and and I mentioned this last episode, but I think it bears repeating. Um, from a character progress standpoint, those those battles are a lot more satisfying because yeah. your characters are going to come out of it stronger. Yeah, which like, is never going to happen. In like so, if 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 killing hitting a thing that's higher level than you gives you experience, mm-hmm. every single time I hit one of these fucking Templar knights, I should gain a level. Yeah, but instead you get like you know twenty five experience points. Yeah, you know like you you should have like a reward commensurate with the risk. Yeah. And that's never true of the boss battles in this game. I think I only mentioned that by way of saying like it's this weird imbalance where I expect something that's difficult to take a to take a long time. Mm. Like just you know, like you know, I, I translate effort in terms of time invested. 
what's well, the, the nature of the difficulty, right? Yeah. So like the difficulty in this is about having a good setup and being very lucky. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, the amount of uh, effort or planning you put into the actual battle itself. Right. And sometimes it can be in there, but mostly it's about setting it up ahead of time and luck. Um, so yeah, so here, here's a bunch of, uh, like those battles in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Limberry castle. Um, yeah. With the assassins. Yeah. So fucking assassins. <laughs> and they also really backload the, uh, they really backload a lot of the Zodiac fights too. Like with the, yeah. with the Lukavi, um, which that, yep. that, that would have been a lot better if they were just like showing up and didn't, you didn't know what they were. I'm just speculating about how you could have made this more interesting. Uh, but yeah, those fucking assassins, like, yeah. And there's this weird wrinkle to this where this is one of the only places where you can learn Ultima, which is yeah. the only way that you can get uh, Ramza to master the Squire class. Yeah, but don't don't learn Ultima because you're, you're never going to do good damage with it. Yeah. Like you're always going to do better at physical things yeah. unless you're like rolling uh, Ramza as a mage. And then if so, you probably don't want to use the Guts support skill. Right. So this this battle is like demarcated based on if you have ignore height or teleport. Yep. Like if you can ignore height or teleport and get up to the assassins, it's easy. If not, it can be pretty difficult, especially if they decide to target Orlando right away. Yeah. Um, it it's it's pronouncedly bottlenecked in that there's only one way up to the higher level if you don't have those skills. Otherwise, yeah. you're 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 marching right into a killing floor. Yep. Yep. And literally a killing a hundred percent damage killing floor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I somehow managed to uh manage to beat this with um Orlando, um Balthier and Agria stopped. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> like uh yeah, that that's pretty insane. Yeah. But uh the, 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 the nice part, the one the one bit of mercy is for the majority of these fights you really just have to get one of them to uh to, to critical damage. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Um not so in the next one nope. where you actually fight Elmdor. Um, and fighting the assassins doesn't help you at all. Elmdor is a real son of a bitch, man. Yeah. Like between so the, one of the things that's frustrating about this is that um, he has this vampire status, which I fucking hate. Yeah. And you can get a gear that protects against it, but that gear, um, first of all, you have to know to bring it. Yep. So and two, you have to. There isn't anything that protects against vampire and protects against instant death. Mm-hmm. So you're either vulnerable to one form of instant death or another. Right. You know. And this guy takes fucking. It's so hard to hit this guy. Yeah, he's got the like, uh, the, the samurai skills, mm-hmm. like the blade grasp thing. So he's like, yeah. he's so hard to hit with physical attacks. You have to use magic, and these assassins are going to come and kill your mages like right away. Yeah. Oh, also he can go wherever he wants on the map. Yeah, he has teleport too. Hundred <laughs> percent success rate teleport. Yeah, motherfuck. <laughs> like th- this is this is really hard. This was a, a stopping point for me. This is where I almost quit actually. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't end up actually. I didn't. Uh, I stopped playing um, before we started recording, and I probably could power through to the rest of the game by just, you know, we needed to record. Yeah. Um, but I ended up just kind of making another stab at this and lucking out and then continuing. Yeah. I was very close to, to quitting. Yeah. I, did, I didn't have a huge amount of trouble with it. I, uh, man, mm. I'm, I'm trying to think. You, I guess I just got lucky. I don't, I don't know. It, you know, Orlando. That and, vampire thing, if he does it to Ramza, you lose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why. Like, I, uh, he, yeah, he, he, he never got vampire off of me. I, I never encountered vampire until the fight was all bag later. Yeah. I, I think if he, let me think it, let me double check about that because he counts as dead. If he does it, maybe it's not, maybe what had happened then Ramza might've been the last person standing or the yeah. last non vampire. Yeah. So, point. so maybe you don't instantly lose, but if you only have vampires left, you're dead. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is a, like how interesting would the game be if you just went on and you're vampires now it's like elder scrolls <laughs> yeah except ex- except you just act confused yeah. and, and just like drain each other like vampires are really boring in this game as a yeah, status it's I really know. weird and, and just, you just like walk forward and drain and then they drain you like you know. what's the what's the world without a little bit of imagination gary <laughs> <laughs> Well, so. I'm fucking mad about this vampire stat. <laughs> ah, I'm angry. They gave it to Zalbag later. Pissing me off. I hate this vampire shit. Do you want to know what's like even more infuriating? Hmm. Uh, the next thing, the, uh, the 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 inner court, which it's a way of punishing you for playing the newer version of the game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you fight Argeth again. He comes back as Gafgari. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is really frustrating. It's it's like it's not plot relevant at all. It's just kind of he like, didn't need to come back. Nope. Like I, nope. Every, everything that I've read about it was just kind of like them saying, yeah, Argeth was kind of a cock. Like, we wanted to give you a way to to, um, to, to, to kill him again. Yeah, I killed him once. Yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty satisfying the first time. I was time. pretty happy about that. I don't, yeah. I'm not so desperate for vengeance I need to kill someone twice. And, and Even I, though in a world with, like, Phoenix Downs, can you imagine, like, if you're a real sadist doing that? Like, I'm sure there's some fan fiction out there, but there, it's kind of interesting when you think about this kind of Cormac McCarthy-esque, like, uh, darkness in, yeah. you know, juxtaposed with, with a world where that kind of thing is possible. I'm just imagining, like, someone being Phoenix down constantly and, and being used as a, you know, sentient pantry <laughs> or something like that. Just, Gross. I don't know. Yeah. Pretty, you know. They, they uh, gosh, what am I, what am, what am I thinking of here? <laughs> I'm going to make a, a terrible admission. They did that. I have a, a sentient pantry. <laughs> Dear God. No, I'm the, keeping Chris alive in my pantry <laughs> and harvesting his, his body meat. Yes. He, uh, no, uh, that, that was a plot point in a, uh, in a Drizzt book, uh, the, the Salvatore forgotten realms. Oh, really? Yeah. They, 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 they were torturing him. The, the, the drow were torturing him by, uh, by feeding him healing potions after, after the sessions. So it was, mm. uh, yeah. So, well, good, cool idea. Yep. The source is suspect, of course. <laughs> of course, you know. But it was it was it was middle school. No, um, that's fine. I, I, I read dumb, dumb fantasy <laughs> all throughout middle school. Don't judge me. Um, I'm not judging you. I just I said I'm, just, I read, I, I, I'm saying that as, a, as as funny. I don't I don't think you're, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's uh, judging you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit, dog. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. You you fight against him. It's re- it's real annoying because he has um the critical HP restore. That, that mm. that's the worst part about it. Like you know how to yeah, deal with, with with sword with, with you know with, with sword knights at this point. But you just have to hope that your CT works out in such a way that you can um do enough like get him to a point where you can finish him off without that firing. And his brave is real high. So you can either yeah. reduce his brave if you have Beowulf or, you know, a mediator. I didn't have that. I attempted to, you know, just disable him with, uh, mm-hmm. with Balthier. Didn't work. Uh, so I just had to, you know, take a couple of uh, goes around on the roundabout, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to get him from medium to dead. Yeah. Pretty you much. can't stop at the, the crouching point. Yeah. So, so pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Then you get inside and uh, um, boom goes the dynamite. He, uh, Sephiroth is Lukavi. 
Uh, he he yeah. looks he looks kind of like a kind of like an evil demon burrito bat. Or yeah, like some kind of bug, like a yeah, a mosquito bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually one of the few Lukavi. I didn't have too much of a problem with this one. No, like he's he's one of the easier Lukavi, and you get uh, uh, Melia Duel to take care of the guys in back. Yeah, yeah. So like none of the other players ended up being involved at all for me. Right. It was just me versus him, or my whole group versus him, which is rare. That hasn't happened since like uh, Quakelin. So yeah. It was yeah yeah I, I I liked that a lot like how you could just leave Melia Duel back there and his ghost knights are not that much of a problem. No, like, I, they, I just, they never got to me. Like he he just walked up and they were their movement three like they never got up. Yeah. in time to do anything. I, I was I was paranoid and I just had Balthier seal evil on them. But mm. yeah, it's very stupid that Melia Duel like just like show, happens to show up like hey I'm still here and then, <laughs> and, then and then just like oh shit demons and oh, then joins you like yep like she's not a very good character no. Like she's not very interesting. Um, there's a nice little bit where she's like, you know, she sees the proof of this and this is her family, you yeah. know, like, uh, her father is the, uh, the, the principal antagonist here. Mm-hmm. So that has, there's a nice little bit where, uh, you know, uh, Elmdor is saying like, Oh, the seed of form of Loins doesn't know. <laughs> you know, that, that's fine. Yeah. But, uh, this is one of the better, like balanced, you know, fights against the Lukavi. Like this is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like it a lot. You know, there's uh, just more story. It just becomes clear at this point that uh, I forget who tells you, but uh, but but you know, uh, Dice Darg has has a has has one of the stones, and of all the people in the entire world who you don't want to have that, that's him. Yeah. So it becomes yep, yep. a mad dash across the continent to get to Egros. Yeah. Uh, what, what's cool too, um, in is that the. Uh, you this is around when you start learning about the the plotting with the the moss fungus right yeah yeah because there's... you do that you get that cutscene right before this where zalbag has brought the uh the chemist out to the grave yeah yeah that's one of my favorite cutscenes in the game yeah and and, and there there's this uh, yeah, exactly like there there there's a little bit of build up to it like where dice dark is talking with one of the other templars or counts or some, some, oh, yeah, some yeah, somebody yeah. of import and they're kind of like yeah that's a funny thing do you know what kind of poison was used to blah, blah blah this person just trying to draw him out into like saying like yeah we know like what you what you've done in, in mm-hmm. terms of this and it builds up like when when you're poisoned with this the spores stay in you and they say you know like the the the, the mushrooms will grow out of you after you die um if, if you were poisoned so it's a way to know and yeah. so Zalbag overhears this like he's in the he's he's creeping over in the corner in a couple of these scenes and he takes a chemist out to the graveyard and says like hey you know here's this thing and the chemist says yeah that's the you know that that's moss fungus or whatever it's it's not it's not you know deadly right away it's not the worst poison but it'll get you in the end they say so rises the cap so falls the house yeah which yeah, is yeah. just an odd, like i don't even know i don't know why i like that idea so much but it's just kind of like the jig is up the last horse crosses the finish line in the most like weirdly poetic way possible it's just it's cool like the idea of this poison that you can't detect at all mm-hmm. like while it's working and you can't figure out what happens with it but then makes this plant grow out of your corpse yeah like it's just that's just really cool like to me, on a real visceral level of like a plant, you know, <laughs> yeah. mushrooms growing out of my corpse is very interesting. Yeah, it's me. a. <laughs> let, let me see. I think there actually is. Oh wait, a, a corpse flower. That's a different thing. There, those are mm. those are flowers that smell like corpses. I, I, oh, they're, they're, that's like the worst of all possible worlds. <laughs> that's not cool, and that's awful. It's, it's like yeah. a gigantic um, uh, um, amorphalus type titanum. 
Um, mm. Sorry, it's it's like a gigantic horror. Like, don't don't Google image that because you're gonna sorry. like fucking die. <laughs> it's like a big gigantic red, like weeping drippy, uh, like rubbery looking flower that smells like stinks for uh, st- stinks for yards around it. That smells like a rotting corpse. But yeah, I think why haven't we hunted those to extinction yet? <laughs> the rainforest, Oops. man. Yeah, <laughs> the rainforest is your room one hundred and one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think there is a, a flower that grows from corpses. I think that there actually is something that is like that, but uh, hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Um, but it's still a neat little device. I like yep. that a lot. Yep, yep, super neat. Yep. And uh, you so you get to the castle. Um, skipping a couple of inconsequential fights. Yeah, it's yeah. already a long episode. Yeah. And uh, you finally you fight uh, Dysodarg. Yes. At this point, um, Zalbag confronts him, and you actually fight alongside your brother. So, like, mm-hmm. Zalbag is is kind of a solid bro. Yep, <laughs> he, he's he's semi morally compromised, but not. You know, he's like the first person who exists in that gray area where he's like, "Yes, I'll do anything for power, but you know, demons and killing my father, like, let's not do that." <laughs> a little bit much. Whereas everyone else is all or nothing. Yeah, I like this fight a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 real cool. Um, I, it was kind of easy because, you know, it, at this point I was a, you know, dra- a dragoon for a while and I had like two, three magic knight characters. So I could just mm-hmm. attack him without consequence from underneath the bridge that he's standing on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but, but it's real cool. Um, after, after you defeat him, like he goes nuts and like warps everybody away, which is also cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you fight, uh, well you fight. No, I think you're thinking of later where he warps everyone away. I think he doesn't he just turn into a, a dramalek. He 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 turns into a dramalek and then he warps everybody away. Like 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 that's where he banishes uh, Dice Dark into the negative zone or whatever. Oh, or Zalbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you just have to fight yeah. a dramalek. He just uh, warps away his companions. Yes, yes. So it's so yes, it's okay. uh, it's not one on one. It's you know all, <laughs> like hey, they could have been really useful to actually a dummy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they wouldn't have supported him. Like you know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Presumably they're just regular dudes doing their jobs. Yeah, Egress like they don't want guards. Yeah, get in, get in with a demon. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so at this point, you know, you've done that, and you're on your way towards the end game. Um, you know, you find out that you need to go into uh, Milan, and that is, uh, you know, where you're going to uh, find out about where you need to go. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's also you're, you're racing against the Templars, who are also doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to figure out where to open the the key, we skipped a really annoying plot point earlier, which is that uh, Formov, uh, when he meets Alma, the Virgo Stone reacts to her and uh, becomes you know she's going to be the vessel for something. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking coincidence! <laughs> you know, like oh what a, what a, what a goddamn coincidence that is. That's really <laughs> annoying to me. Yeah. Like this, this worked out well. You know, and the characters <laughs> even say it, but it's never a good sign when you have the characters standing around criticizing the plot. Mm-hmm. Like that's always a sign, sign of bad writing. You know, <laughs> like, like it's, it's it's foreshadowed a little bit. Like when they're talking, like you know, the, the the crazy like naked lunch portion where the demons are talking through their hosts, and they're like, you know, so and so, like talking about how the stone chooses the flesh, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So so like that that's foreshadowed just a little bit. It's still just the fact that they just happen to run into the person that yeah, yeah. I, is like the fated person. I'm only like, halfway I, I'm not saying defending I, it. I didn't need like a, you know, another chapter full of them like hunting around from maidens around the, yeah. the world or anything. Because I understand it's just kind of expediency, but yeah. that's obnoxious. It's all tied um, up in a neat little pack. 
package. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Essentially, so they're just trying to find like the the way to get into the netherworld to sacrifice your sister. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and you're chasing them. Yeah. So it's, so and, it's the Templar. They're they're making their move. Uh, the 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 Moland is the seat of this church, the Church of Glabados, the, the the High Confessor. This is the mm-hmm. dude who knows where to find the uh, the Necrohall. Right. Uh, yeah. And this is the point where the the Knights Templar clearly um, are not working. Mm-hmm. for uh for the church at this point right where it's clear that they you know the church is not really they're villains but on a smaller scale yeah. and uh yeah the the templars are a splinter yeah group i think i think i knew when the templars killed the high confessor that was the sign to me that they were not working for the church <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you want to be known as not catholic and you kill a pope, <laughs> like that is that is a good sign yep yep um yep. yeah yeah so and it was just like kind of a series of battles at this point, almost like a boss rush. A little bit, yeah. You know, like um, the first one is not like a boss rush. Like getting in the cathedral um, is a super easy fight, and I just liked it because I'd ignore height. Mm-hmm. So there's a you know the white mage on top of the roof. I just walked right up to him and stabbed him in the face. Yep. Like just you know stepping in one big step, like, <laughs> like Mr. Fantastic on top of the uh, on top of the front of the church. I love but, the jump uh, sound effect though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's neat. Uh, if you don't have the ignore height, you kind of have to work your way around. But uh, you're fighting some kind of squishy enemies, so it's not really mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Monks um, and white mages. Yeah. Yeah. Summoner at the top there, but that's not too huge of a deal. Yeah. You get in there, and then it's just Templar after Templar. You're fighting, you're, you're, you're fighting people with magic sword abilities who can break your armor in increasingly ornate rooms. Yep, and a, and, and a series of things where you're going to be saving and cannot go get more armor if you yes. don't have spares, which is frustrating. Yeah. Um, and it kind of culminates in fighting Zalbag, which I would be annoyed that Zalbag, like, you know, comes back as this kind of meat puppet mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the dialogue here, which yeah. I really like, which is genuinely pretty creepy. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's happening? It's dark. I can't feel my arms. I can't feel my legs. What am I doing? Ramza, are you here? And it's yeah, like, he, he has no conception as to what his body is doing. Right. Um, and stuff, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, still a little bit aware of. Like, I like that. Yeah. But again, he has fucking vampire. And I hate <laughs> vampire as a status effect. Like, I've said it a thousand times, like the status effects where it's just like it means instant loss mm-hmm. and you just have to equip an item to stop it. Yeah. It's not like a fun – it's not strategy. It's not like, oh, I wonder what tactic I'm going to use. It just means go into this battle without this equipment slot. <laughs> you know, like have that equipment slot taken up. Which is effectively what the, what the loss system in the advanced games does. Yeah. Like just takes away a certain ability. Yeah, which is frustrating. Like, that's not a good way to, you know, I mean, I guess like in a, in a game where it's so easy to break it and just become all powerful, they just are trying to desperately to find ways to limit you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of the, the choices and difficulty spikes and stuff in this game are based on that. Um, but it just kind of ends up being it's a weird like the strength of this game, you know, all the, the variety you have in your characters and how fun it is to customize your guys doesn't really have a counter, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, it reminds it'd be like if Deus Ex, like Deus Ex, you can tackle any problem any way you want, but the the game, you know, the counter to it, the the reaction, the actual problem itself was just kind of one way. Yeah, you know, like a like a Vampire Bloodlines, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess would be would be the way to put that. Um, you know, but except except with this one, the A part is way stronger. Like this yeah. has my favorite, you know, maybe my favorite character customization mm-hmm. of almost any video game. You know, making your little team of guys and choosing your five abilities is so fun. But the actual, you know, there's just not that much to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
as you know, in a way it feels like that all powerful, you know, part should just be its own reward, but mm. it's just, it's just weird because there it's, it's, it's either you're banging your head against a wall and there's random chance and all of the investment that you put in doesn't really count or you're just steamrolling random encounters that are nothing more than an annoyance. Right. I don't know how to, how to design an encounter where it actually, every battle feels balanced and it's not one of these mad rushes to just, you know, kill, kill the guy who can instantly kill you or, um, just a steamroll. Like, I don't know exactly what that would look like. Right. You know, with, with the kind of power sets you're getting in this game. I don't either. Yeah. Hmm. And and neither do they, like they didn't fix it with any of the sequels or anything like that. So it's something with like in the beginning of the game, the game does pretty well. And there are a lot of battles. You just kind of win by the skin of your teeth in a fun way. Yeah. And then, uh, getting this kind of power. I mean, it's kind of a weird double edged sword where like the, uh, uh, this huge advantage of how, you know, how much freedom you have has this kind of negative side as well. Right. So. I don't know. I just know that this last bit is just a stretch. I, I, I don't even, did they just run out of time? Did they pay more attention to the front than the back? All these, all these usual questions about games were, you know, that, that, that do fall apart in the end. Most games do, yeah. you know, yeah, cause this boss rush after this, where you're just kind of fighting Templar after Templar, um, you know, you, you fight a guy who teleports you to, uh, the, you know, the negative zone, essentially yeah. the, uh, the Necron, uh, Necrol. And where I stalled out on this playthrough was against uh Beric or Balk or what have you. Yeah. Um, in, in a fight in lost Helidom, which I like the idea of these kind of like Eldric interdimensional areas you're in and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, but that fight's a huge son of a bitch mm-hmm. and, uh, he just got, he has the most powerful gun in the world and there's a huge you know, chasm between you and him, and he can just take pot shots at you with incredibly strong monsters all around him mm. to stopping you from getting close to him. And it just uh, got really frustrated and, and quit for this playthrough. Yeah, I, so. I, 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 it was a mad rush for me to get as far as I did in this game. I, I was, a, I stopped at the monastery vaults fourth level, mm. which is just the the first level where you're fighting on gigantic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the, mm-hmm. it's the library of the giants. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into these last parts, but uh, I love these arenas, at least visually and conceptually, if not the actual fights that you're, you know, that that, that you're doing against these really underdeveloped, you know, Lawfrey, Kletian, and Beric, you know, yeah. like to get, you know, to get to Formav, you know, who is, you know, somebody who you have been, you know, going against, like he's played up as the as the ultimate guy, just like just going through these people of like no consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, just a bunch of nobodies who just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. The final like couple battles, there's a really good moment where like, so you fight um, Formov who turns into Hoshmal, um, and you're on this gigantic airship. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's it's, it's really interesting, and he's you know a standard uh, you know fight against Zulukabi. One of the things I like is he talks about like there's blood that needs to be sacrificed to to summon uh, Ultima, mm-hmm. and he just like shoves his claws into his chest. And just like bleeds out, and it's really graphic for these. We talked a lot oh, about yeah. you know how good the little personalities are, yeah, or uh, how person how much personality are there are in the little animations. Yeah, I mean to say how good the little personalities are. <laughs> just, just just a little shining star. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that that's a really cool. Like I remember thinking that looked really badass. Yeah, at the time. And then this 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 just becomes you know urge RPG where it's like we need to revive the ancient threat and like they bring back jesus and jesus turns into ultima and jesus was you know uh, alma was the host for this and you know so like the stand-in for you know the 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 virgin mother or whatever it's just real 
real, yeah. real cliche. Yep. Agreed. <sighs> yep. And then so, but and like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, and then and, and talking about the fight, there's not that much to the fight. Like yeah. it's hard. She can do big, huge area attacks. You mm-hmm. just have to put all of your guys on her. Yep. You know, and and kind of hope. Um, and that's Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, I, I love this game. Like, it's, it's one of my favorites, even though maybe it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's just uh, it it does get does get frustrating. Yeah, I kind of don't want to see it again for a little while, but that's my fault for planning my playthrough poorly. I'm happy that I have it to the point where it's at, where I'm like, you know, I have a save right outside of the final area. And I can go get these alternate characters and then just, you know, as an exercise, you know, idly go and, you know, just raise some characters up. And like, yeah, I want to make I want to make a, you know, a a mathematician. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I I will end up playing this again before I die. Like, it's not (laughs) like that. Like I played the, you know, I played through this game every couple of years. Yeah. Um, You know, it's because it is it is so wonderful. But it just it's uh, with the kind of like looking at it through the lens of the show, it gets frustrating. Yeah. Um, the plot kind of wraps up in a satisfying way, which we talked yeah. about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, Delita, you know, I really like Delita's character. I really like the, this kind of come up and see gets in the end. It really is kind of a, you know, the, the ends, you know, maybe justify the means, you know, but it's also, there's a huge price to pay mm-hmm. for compromise. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, somebody who's willing to give everything pretty much has to give everything. Right. So I, I just, I just like the idea of, of, of Ovelia just all this resentment coming up and just like realizing that she has been a tool this entire time mm-hmm. and just out of this act of like desperation, just, you know, just losing it. You know? Yep. 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 I get somebody who, who clearly loves her. Right. Like he falls in love with her mm-hmm. throughout, you know, through the course of this. Yeah. So, but it's like creepy smother love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of little plot details we missed too. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, Man, you know, so, like so, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. So like there, there's a lot of stuff going on in the, in the individual, like, you know, story beats. And there's also like just the crazy codex stuff, too. Yeah. Of, like individual character bios and things like that. Yeah. Yep. 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 <sighs> so much. Here. So it's kind of kind of too big a game to do, you know, in, in, in within the scope of the show and do it comprehensively. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do, did our best. Um, 100 percent would recommend this. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, this is what, yeah, one of my one of my all time favorite games. Like yeah. it's whoops. I need to mute my phone. Um, it is it's one of my favorites. It's definitely worth playing if you have any interest at all in like this kind of if like you like this kind of battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as good as it gets. Yeah, there are, there are other tactical games like this, but none of them are as good. Right. Um, you know, remotely. Yeah. So it's it's super accessible. Um, by which I mean, like you can get it on pretty much everything. You know, we said that in the first episode. So it's it's not like it used to be where this is like some kind of like tactics ogre prior to re-release mm-hmm. shit where you yep. can't, you just, you know, you're paying, you know, 120 bucks on eBay for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, yeah. Well worth your time. As we said at the beginning of this episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Um, I don't have an on-theme recommendation. I think I kind of blew my bad middle school fantasy load um, on on the last episode with the Belgariad, um, which is actually very good. But I wanted to mention I actually used uh, Audible and signed up for a trial using our own offer code, which I... (laughs) 
you know, maybe a conflict of interest of some kind, but you know, <laughs> fuck it. And uh, I would like to recommend, um, and this again has nothing to do with the source material, but uh, 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 Murakami's The Elephant Vanishes. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you have you read any Hiroki Murakami? No, I have not. Oh, he's good. That is all. <laughs> it, it is. It is he's kind to get of your like, free. Yeah, to get your free. Um, he is a, uh, a Japanese author. He is a kind of like on the tolerable side of magical realism mm-hmm. and not in like the magical realism where it's like my grandma always baked a little bit of love in every tortilla like not that kind of magical realism like the chocolate yeah. kind like but like, like, life, kind of, like life of pie magical realism like it was more more like surreal and uh, unnerving okay like everything is kind of like lynchian and dream logic-y Ooh, cool. and things happen for no characters understand why anything happens and it's really good and uh, it's well read. I've been listening to the the Audible uh, version over the last week, and uh, just checked out their you know did the went through the pro- I wanted to go through the trial process since we're asking people to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's super easy. Yep, um, got everything working on my my iPhone like no problem, and uh, and have been listening to that. So I would definitely recommend that, mm-hmm. and recommend uh, signing up for the trial. Cool, I like the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a cool book. I'm. It's one of those authors where, like, I, I this is the first. Uh, I've read a couple short stories by him. I've read a couple of other, uh, but I haven't read a, a full book. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like I could see reading all of this. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is really good. This is a tone that I like. This is a world I like to. I want to be in. Um, mm-hmm. His characters eat, which is weird. Like, there's a lot of times the characters are talking about food, like in a way like all the characters you know eat and use the bathroom. Like it's a thing that like mm-hmm. happens. It's not. And that's a, a real and in odd ways. There's a um, a story in this uh, collection called uh, the Kangaroo Communique, mm-hmm. which is just like heartbreaking and great. Like there's a weird. He gets a lot of credit for not being. He's a Japanese author, but he's not about being a Japanese author, right? You know, which I really appreciate too, because I not you know obviously I have respect for diversity, but um, you know he's not like a one note pony. But there's <laughs> one that kind of pony. one note pony. Um, <laughs> One of the uh, the cultural some of the cultural things kind of come through mm-hmm. in it, and one of the things is like the sense of isolation. Yeah, like uh, you know, the, this, these a lot of these stories are about being lonely in a really profound, surreal way. Hmm. Um, you know, and and really good, high recommendation. Cool. So, I would say check it out. And if they wanted to check it out, well, in order to check that out, uh, you would go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. One more time audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs you get a free book I recommend this one The Bulgariad recommended Catch-22 any of the things you recommended any books you like you guys know what books you like yeah you don't need our recommendations <laughs> it's a whole medium you've read books don't, don't take our word for it yeah just get the get, just get the ones you like yeah just, just, just get the books you like um, <laughs> super easy it helps us out in a huge big bad way yes it does and uh, yeah in a very material very concrete uh, way so Please go to that website and uh, mm-hmm. check out your Audible book today. So you have heard what we have to say about Final Fantasy Tactics. I took your line. Is that fine? 
No, please take it. Okay, cool. Um, so we uh, put out the call for replies, and uh, you turned out on force again with some very thoughtful responses, which we are going to read now. Uh, we're going to say what the uh, uh, what the you know coming games are here towards the end of the episode. Uh, but uh, if you would like to participate in any of these conversations, usual channels: the Facebook uh, page, Facebook.com/slash Watch Out for Fireballs, or uh, DuckV.TV/slash Contact. All of that gets to us here. Um, so. Gary, would you like to tell us what Brian says via the contact page? So Brian says, Final Fantasy Tactics is an interesting game because although the game is both incredibly and horribly unbalanced, this somehow manages to make the game super fun as well as very replayable. This is something that the sequels lack to their detriment. It would seem that the developers should keep in mind that having a single-player game be unbalanced is not necessarily a negative, and I think Final Fantasy Tactics has proved can be a positive as well. As for the story in the game... Although the latter half gets a lot of flack for turning so very Final Fantasy, let's say, <laughs> I'd say that for the most part it does well in keeping themes of political intrigue and moral grayness. The church in the second half may be using creepy Zodiac angel powers, but their goal still fits into the theme, uh, what with trying to gain power over both of the Duke's realms by eliminating the Dukes themselves. The problem is that while the church's motives as a group fit the theme, the individuals, primarily the stone users, motives are basically evil is good, hell yeah, evil woo. <laughs> um, which, besides being the last motives explored in the game, uh, are so distant from everybody else's motives that it is jarring, so jarring as to stick out in everyone's memory as a terrible development. All in all, I think while this game itself is great, what Square has done with the legacy is a shame, because another game in this series done in the same serious style as this one would sell like hotcakes. Which you think they would realize having resold this game multiple times to consumers? They've resold Final Fantasy IV a bunch of times, and the only sequel they gave us was The After Years. Well, but Final Fantasy, is, <laughs> is, that's part of a series. I know. Like, you know, the only sequels they gave us were 5, 6, 7, yeah, 8, 9, 10, yeah. 11. But, 12, then, but, but then there's Final 13, Fantasy 7 14. too. <laughs> There's, yeah. there, there's ten two. There's the uh, there's the uh, Vincent re, you know sequel to Final Fantasy seven. That's not a sequel. That's, dirt, a, that's a side dirt, game. Have you ever dirt, played that? Dirge of Cerberus? No, no. It looked interesting, but uh, I also heard very bad things. I did, I, I had the exact same thing. I thought it looked interesting, and then heard it was terrible. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, did play it. But yeah, I man, I would love I would love a serious sequel to this. I, I would love to like 100%. so so they make this guy games like they crank out about two of those a year. I would love to see this in like in, in high def. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just like lo- all looking real sexy and, uh, uh, kind of taking advantage of, you know, uh, the, 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 the amount of information that you can, uh, uh, beautifully portray on a screen, let's say. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm not less interested. Like, I mean, that would be cool, but I, I actually really like how this game looks. Like I more mm-hmm. want a game that plays like this Yeah. because any, any, like I said, all of the kind of tactics based games based on this don't, in my experience, I played a lot of them don't mm-hmm. have uh, nearly as much depth. As this does, like I would, I want a sequel to this that is not a storybook anime bullshit thing. Yes, you know, that, I suppose, um, I suppose it has that's the same what kind of mechanics. I suppose that's what I'm saying. I apologize for interrupting you. Just in the same style, but kind of like rendered in this in this art in this artist, um, you know, kind of feel, but uh, just mm-hmm. kind of like more with, with more definition to it. Yeah, um, and you know, kind of continuing. But sprites are dead. So yeah, yeah sadly, sadly. Uh, but yeah, he's he's right. Like we like we made a little bit of a nod to this. Like we give the this last half of the game like a lot of shit for you know turning into rah rah devil power kind of, you know kind of, kind of mm-hmm. uh, there is intrigue, but it's intrigue that's you know powered by Satan. 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and Satan is, is the least interesting antagonist. Yep. Like in, in these things, like pure evil is the worst motivation. Power is a terrible motivation. You know, those, they're just not very interesting. Um, you know, unfortunately. And yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't totally go off the rails, which I think is part of, uh, Brian's point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it does enough and it's more in contrast with the first half, which is so strong, mm-hmm. you know? I just, the, the, the first half, like to me was so strong, you know, again, going back to motivations, when you're talking about how much intrigue is in this, like, uh, because the first half is almost entirely about family. Yeah. Right. Like, you, you know, you, you, you had Delita and Teacher. You had Weegriff and, uh, what's, what, what, what's her name? Not Melia Duel, uh, wh- wh- whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but just, you know, just like all, all these different pairs and just, you know, like this, the, this idea of succession. It's like that, that, like that was more small and human. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're, yep. we're, we are recovering ground. We covered like four or five times before. Yeah. But in the Demon final, Stones just aren't that interesting. Yeah. It, although Demon Stone as the game is actually kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty obscure reference, but I, 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 as far as I played that, it was like a value title for PlayStation. Yeah, Diablo knockoff, right? No, no. I think there was a Demon Stone that was like that. That was good. I'm also talking about the Forgotten Realms um, action RPG. Oh, uh, that was it was it was in the same engine and play style as um, the Two Towers Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, um, I've, I've got that uh, on on GOG. I haven't played yeah. it, but I, I it is it. it is remarkably good. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Vivian says, so I've been thinking of replaying FFT, FFT for a while now. In this episode of WAF was the impetus to do so. I remembered loving this game, but also a lot of rough edges, a bad translation, a bunch of shitty situational skills and grinding in random battles so you can beat bosses in four seconds instead of dying in four seconds. I was pleasantly surprised by rad animations, a great soundtrack and a story that stands out in spite of the original translation. I'd actually like to speak up and defend of the latter in response to the complaints about the melodrama and the supernatural shit from last uh, last episode. Thanks in part to those great animation and Matsuno's interest in complex character webs, the people of Ivalice feel real. Unlike the villains of most Final Fantasy games, an adult gamer understands well what motivates people like Gafgarian, Wegriff, and Delita. Greed, vengeance, and tragedy. What the Zodiac Braves' Faustian bargains are made physically manifest is sort of irrelevant to the larger point, which is that the morality of FFT revolves around the question of ends justifying means. Delita's character arc is actually quite similar to Uyghur's, uh, save two things. He doesn't seem to sell his soul, and he seems to have won, which is what makes this game's brutal ending so brilliant. Because as al Islam, uh tells us in the intro, things aren't always what they seem. It's far more understandable and relatable than games like Kingdom Hearts and the newer Final Fantasies, even in its original translation. Yeah, I so I I agree with you like with those characters that you're talking about, um, you know, Gafgarian, Delita, and and Wygraf, but who disappear, you know, near the like at the end of chapter three, like you you just don't spend very much time on those characters. Right. And if your if your point is that their motivations, you know, the Demon Stones and Faustian bargains are not to the forefront of those characters. The amount of just kind of, you know, chronological real estate you spend on Demon Stones is in, is incredible. Yeah, you know, like the whole last like fourth of the game, like you're just, you know, there's almost none of that stuff. Like I agree with you that that stuff is is wonderful. Yeah, and that those characters feel real. Like I love Gafgarian; he's a mm-hmm. great character. You yeah. know, um, Delita, like Wygoth, they're good characters. Um, but you just spend a lot of time with people who just kind of come out of the woodwork, and. It's- uh, 
evil for the sake of evil. It's it, it's it's a it's a clown car of paper <clears throat> villains. Yep. Right. To 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 use like seven metaphors in once. They just it just they compress it so much. And if they had popped up every once in a while and your fights against them were like chickens coming home to roost. Okay, fine. But they come out of nowhere. They're dealt with within the course of like one or two battles and then they're gone forever. They have literally no impact except for like, Oh, that's another stone that's out of play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 And, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I just think at the end is where it kind of falls, falls to, falls to pieces there. Yeah. So again, like we keep saying it, but <laughs> the, uh, I think you're right. And I think what you're yeah. touching on is what makes the beginning of it so strong yeah. and, and into the middle uh-huh. even, but, uh, near the end, I think it does kind of, uh, shit the bed just a little bit. And what she says about like adults being able to understand this, it's a very, like, you know, like the, the, the parts of this that shine are very mature. You mm-hmm. know, I keep on saying it, you know, like, you know, most of the motivation is either, you know, it's about family, right? Which you yep. don't see, you know, uh, until like recently, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, like family doesn't factor into much of anything in games. And here it is, you know, relatively at the forefront for good portions of this game. So it is very adult and it, su- it succeeds in those ways. And it's when it becomes, uh, you know, a, a fantasy. And also like when they say like, oh, isn't that the stuff of, you know, like that they taught us about in Sunday school? Like oh, right. but it's but but it's real. Ooh. <laughs> right, right, right. It just it, it falls flat. Yeah, agreedo. Yep. Um, and finally, uh, Tyler Crumrine, friend of the show, says via contact. My first experience with Final Fantasy Tactics was being completely blindsided by difficulty jumps later in the game. I borrowed it from a friend because hey, it's Final Fantasy, and was pleasantly surprised when it was entirely different from most Final Fantasy games. I had no idea that I'd still need to grind though. I got all the way to the first fight where the enemy parties started to have summoners and got completely rocked. I kept thinking it was a flaw in my strategy, though, not my level. Eventually, I got so frustrated that I moved on to another game and gave it back before making another attempt to finish. Now that I'm playing on the iPhone, however, I'm really enjoying it. Grinding's kind of a bitch in any RPG, especially tactics games, if the encounters take too long. But it's a nice distraction if I have to wait somewhere for work or riding on the bus. I also started to take advantage of the game's AI settings for my party this time around, saving myself clicking and menu navigation by having uh, setting healers to hang back and support their own unless I have something specific I want to call them out for. It's definitely slower going since I'm not sitting down and dedicating serious playtime to the game, but it's an experience I definitely prefer. Probably my favorite thing about Final Fantasy Tactics, though, is that it piqued my interest enough to pick up Tactics Ogre, The Knight of Lotus for GBA, uh, which is when I really started to fall in love with the genre. The more tactics games like this that I, that can be made mobile and easily accessible on multiple platforms, the better. Yeah, we didn't talk about the AI thing at all. We, we, Again, we like just hidden systems. We, we we didn't because the only time that I really use them is the calculator. Yeah, like the, 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 the that is the most effective way to to use a calculator for me, unless you're sitting down with graph paper. Which uh, trust me, I look for every excuse to sit down with graph paper. Um, but um, you know, the the computer can make some really good decisions if you trust it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard before people saying that using the uh, the AI is a good a good thing, but it doesn't make those things instant. Like you still have to watch them. Yeah, I suppose. You know, like it doesn't make it. You know, it's still it just. 
you know, it, it, it seems a little less engaging to me. It makes the decision instant as opposed to like, okay, I'm going to try and attack this guy. Oh, I, I would only do like 70 damage to him with a 40% chance to hit. Okay, looking at this guy, ooh, 100 damage with an 80% chance to hit. Right, 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 right. Like the, That's the, true. That, that, that is, you know, a, a couple of, you know, mental computations that you would take, you know, you know, like two, two or two or three seconds to make as opposed to a computer, which just kind of like, yeah, I know what the best, you know, uh, blackjack you know, decision would, right. would, would, would be here. Right. Right. Yeah. That grinding bit too, like grinding is kind of a bitch. And part of the fact that the encounters take so long, like a little bit goes a long way, but it almost has to mm-hmm. with the grinding when you're doing like a full battle every time, you know, you need to, to gain some, some skills. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why I was so dedicated to kind of speed running this and, and got frustrated this time is because I'm on a real anti grinding kick yep. in my life. Like I mm-hmm. kind of don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Um, in my life, if I can help it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and so a lot of this stuff maybe would have made it, made a little bit easier if I had, had done more of that. And then, you know, that's not to say I didn't do any grinding in this game because I definitely did. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's nifty because the game like intersperses grinding, like as you proceed through that, throughout the, you know, through the story, your objectives get further apart and you'll run into random encounters. Right. So like I don't, I don't know if that was intentional, but what happens is it's a way of them curving up the number of random battles that you're going to get into. And if you're in the right set of mind and you're not, uh, annoyed by their presence, um, then, you know, that, that will actually, uh, make it easier for you to keep a pace. Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So yeah. that's our responses. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, open up the deliberation sluice? <laughs> the deliberation sluice and yeah. bathe in warm, wet deliberation <laughs> yes. with me. Um, can can we do it in separate rooms? Huh? Nope. That the, the 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 deliberation was more lukewarm than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll work on that. Okay. I'll cool. try. I'll try to. <laughs> Yeah. Try to generate more more heat in the deliberation room. Yeah, maybe the deliberation don't deliberation sluice. D- don't 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 open the sluice too soon. You gotta you got you gotta let it warm up a little bit. Cole, Cole, the sluice is loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so, yeah. Which one of us loose. wants to say? That's a gross word. <laughs> it is. Well, isn't that what you say when like skin just like falls off your body? Like I, I think it's slow. Or slow. Oh, so slow it off. Yeah. Yeah. Slow it off. S- slow it off. Um, slu- it could sluice off as well though too. <laughs> I suppose. Um, yeah. Sluice, <laughs> if, you're, man. if you're extruded through a fine metal mesh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if, they, if, if they just poured me between two warring uh, <laughs> like, uh, battle parties, I just sluice down in between them. <laughs> Don't fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a gelatinous creature in the scenario. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't have cast myself as that, but you make interesting decisions, as do I. Yeah, this is a, a lot of my uh, self-reflection and <laughs> decisions I've come to. Um, another decision I've come to is that we have decided to give this to Brian. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest thing is just that uh, you are fucking right about what Square has done with this legacy being a shame. Squandered it. Squandered. Squandered That's it. That's the word. That's it's the verb. Not- Yep. It's on the legacy of this game, which is really unfortunate. J- J- Jape is the noun of the month. And um, <laughs> right, I guess that's a verb, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's both. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Cool. So 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 Japery Japery is the is the noun of the month and, and uh, squander is the is the verb. I'm going to say sluice is the verb. <laughs> so uh, uh, so sluice, yeah. is, sluice is employee of the year. Jape is employee of the month. There, there we go. There we go. There you go. So, so what kind of uh, 
fabulous prize can Brian expect to sluice on down to <laughs> into his uh, his gamer into in, 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 into into his gaming reservoirs yes yeah. well the next game that we're doing i'm actually really really excited about this i've been mm-hmm. slaving away over final fantasy tactics has made me want something a little bit more uh cinematic and concise uh resident evil 2 uh which mm-hmm. is available in many forms uh psn um you can also get it on um i believe gamecube as well um, yeah, it's it's kind of expensive on GameCube, but it's a good way to, yes. to play it. Yes, that is the way that I have it, and is the way I intend to play it. Um, it's really difficult to gift stuff on PSN, um, so I will, will get get in touch with me, and, and and I'll try and figure it out. Um, but uh, yeah, or we can just give you the equivalent. Yes, or some some random Steam stuff, or just some kind of prize. We're not look. We're not beholden to. We are no man's slave. That's <laughs> no, um, least of all our own. Um, yes. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that as well. I think I'm going to play it on my PSP. Oh yeah, my PSP Go. Yeah. Um, after that, we we're doing Sonic Three and Knuckles. <laughs> um, also available on everything: uh, Steam, Xbox Live, uh, PSN, you know, Google, um, <laughs> Genesis. It's available on everything. Um, so no excuse not to play that long. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, you know, our famous our, our rivalry that is not famous. Neither is it a rivalry. <laughs> But we'll finally settle. Is Sonic 3 better than every Mario game that ever was? <laughs> and I have a good feeling about my side in this argument. Hey, so <laughs> that's like, when did I ever say that? That's like a, that's a pretty cool straw man you're building up there. What do you, are you, is, is this we're, some we're kind of harvest settle. festival? Listen, listen, all it is, is that, is that Cole and all of his, his infinite wisdom has compared Sonic 3 to being uh, the Beatles of video games. And I'm saying that Super Mario Brothers is a pretty good game. Which one of us is right? <laughs> one second so, here. One, so so, one, one, one second, Gary. <laughs> Sorry, man. Those words you're putting in my mouth are pretty bitter. Um. <laughs> Cole has said that Sonic 3 and Knuckles is better than your mom. And I'm going to say that your mom is a great woman. And that you should love and honor her. Yeah. Which one's right? Which right. One is, whose side are you on? You, uh, you gotta pick. <laughs> you could pick, like, uh, yeah, you, you have to choose one. Um, so anyway, so we're going to decide whether Sonic 3 and Knuckles is better than your mom <laughs> after that. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I, love, it, I, I love that we're starting this a month in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. after that, uh, we're going to be playing Metroid Prime, uh, which, uh, so far as I know, is only available on GameCube. However, it is $3 on the Rainforest. Yeah, I, I just uh, got used. my copy this week in the mail. Yeah. You, um, oh, gosh. I guess I guess GameStops, they don't carry GameCube games anymore. It's really, like they, they made a ton of copies. It's not incredibly rare. The only, the only way that you would like pay off the nose for it is if you did the trilogy, which, why? Um, yeah. <clears throat> You know, I mean, the trilogy is cool. Oh, and it has well, motion controls a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> I suppose. It's, it's really expensive. But, but it's, it's, it's not $150. Why? Yeah. Yeah. No. I guess um, for so I'm looking games. forward to revisiting that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, spring is Oddball Metroid month. Um, even though this is, like, the, probably the last Oddball. We're not going to do, like, Metroid Pinball next year or anything like that. So, <laughs> Metroid Prime Hunters. Of, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is probably the, the end of Met, uh, Oddball Metroid. Oh, uh, there's Metroid uh, 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Metroid 2. That might be an idea. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm kind of scared to revisit that. Like, I remember, like, when I was young, but I'm 
pretty yeah. scared of it. It's um, it's, it's it's real. Yeah. yeah, that's my my worry. Well, then that that can make our decision for us too. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, the uh, so after that we were doing Max Payne, mm-hmm. uh, Maximum Pain. He got it from a hairdryer, <laughs> uh, and it is a, a hard boiled noir shoot game um, on the PC. Um, Xbox One and PS2, I think. Um, but playing it on PC is best if you can. Max Payne, Rise of the Shoot Man. Um, yeah, Rise of Rise, Rise of Shoot Man. <laughs> um, I like this game a lot. We'll see if I if I'm right mm-hmm. in liking the first Max Payne. Um, have you played through this one? I can't remember. No, no. The, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm fresh. I hope you like it, and it doesn't end up becoming one of those sort of mana scenarios where I'm just kind of like suggesting something that uh, you hate mm-hmm. and inflicting upon you. Um, I think you will you will like it at the very least, though. It is a uh, it is fast paced and and yeah. uh, full of fun action. Uh, we haven't um, done we haven't done a straight up shooter, so yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, the um, and we know what we're doing after that. We're not ready to announce it just yet, mm-hmm. but it's cool. And it's another two part episode. That is the hint. <laughs> give you. Yeah. So in a few months, we're doing another two parter. Xenosaga episode two. Uh, that's actually going to be a six parter. We're doing for all of fall. <laughs> <laughs> next year okay um and there's not actually so it's just going to be explaining the plot like we're just going to be reading the paragraphs back and forth of the plot yeah for most of the first two episodes <laughs> and then we'll get to the gameplay you know real briefly in the, the third third yeah. episode no we're really doing Darkstone, which is the playstation uh diablo knockoff <laughs> you know we haven't done a diablo clone no like, we, we can do that we can start doing like start thinking about genres we haven't done specifically yeah um, and there's a couple of them that we haven't done. I still don't think we've done a proper RTS either. No, uh, once bitten on sacrificed, you know, five times yeah. shy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's hard to want to do it, but we can still do it. Other other RTSs are better than sacrifice. That's true. Um, yeah. So so there's still a lot of exciting stuff coming up. We know also know what our big summer RPG is, and we're excited about that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you would like to suggest a game or otherwise get in contact with us, um, please go to the contact forum uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, you can also suggest games for abject suffering as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is a, an app. And this is a sloppy segue yeah. <laughs> from getting in touch with us and also uh, <laughs> helping us out. So, cool. Yeah. Do you want to fl- rescue me from this? Yes, I, 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 I will rescue you. Yes, you can recommend games that we will play for this show. Uh, you can offer comments about the games that we play. And uh, you can also uh, suggest games for abject suffering, which is a sideshow, Bob, that we do. Um, where we talk about bad games uh, for a half hour. Uh, it's real fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's some of the most fun I've had behind a microphone in a, in a, in a good long while. Uh, the uh, episode that comes out concurrent with this is about the Super Nintendo Lord of the Rings game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to swing on over and pick that up, uh, you can go uh, to the iOS uh, app store and download the podcast box and search for us or go to your Android device in the Amazon store and uh, download the Watch Out for Fireballs app. Or you can go to duckfeed.tv slash tribute pay us two bucks and uh, you'll get access to the feed <clears throat> yep and i have not a, um the one we're doing for the next episode which i have not told cole yet Ooh. um i rolled up the next two episodes of this is uh the snes home improvement ah! game. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um so yeah snes home improvement <laughs> 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 If you want to hear a half hour of us making those noises, and I know you do, <laughs> I killed Wilson. Er, er, er. Um, more power. Yeah, more. <laughs> um, Al, uh, but you are, you are, you're such a good man. <laughs> you, 
lunch with us and check that out. That comes out two weeks from today. If you want to hear it day one, got to get in on one of those methods. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I have been told that I have an enchanting laugh. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Other ways that you can support the show, you can go to iTunes if you are uh, tolerant of the uh, Apple ecosystem and uh, leave us a rating or review. That is really helpful. That helps us get up in the rankings, helps more people find out about us um, mm-hmm. in general, too. Uh, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar where you can use our Amazon link that helps uh, support the hosting of the show, of the website for the for, you know, for the entire network, uh, all, all, all those good things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you can also, uh, you know, find us on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube channel. Yes. And yes. All that the YouTube stuff. channel been, is blowing up. It's really cool. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, I'm doing, those are really, uh, frequent. So I'm uh, now, I think I have videos coming out, uh, five days a week on the YouTube yeah. channel. So, uh, Isaac, old Nintendo games and dark souls. Yes. Um, speaking of dark souls. We do another show called Bonfire Side Chat. If you like Dark Souls, and of course you fucking like Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> if you don't, man, if you don't like Dark Souls, like play Dark Souls. <laughs> this is a, a life changing game. Um, but we do a show called Bonfire Side Chat with guests. We have an episode. Um, the episode you just heard, um, you know, just came out on. It comes out on Sunday about uh, Blighttown episodes every Sunday. Um, check that out. Boy, I'm, I'm floundering with this admin stuff. Mm-hmm. Cole, rescue me. Segway, okay. segway, segway. Yes. The, <laughs> the episode came, that came out just previous to this, we had Russ, Russ Frustick from uh, polygon.com and the besties. And, uh, the next episode features, um, a contributor and good friend of Gary and a friend of mine, Nick, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Blighttown. Um, it'll also feature audio of me doing my first playthrough of upper Blighttown proper. Um, mm-hmm. so that'll be really, uh, enter- entertaining. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you, if you like, if you're interested in the other shows we do, um, Cole does a video game show called The Level. Uh, very good with some of friends of his and friends of mine. Um, he also does a show called Those Damn Ross Kids, a comedy show he does with his brother. Kind of a weird news slash cutting down Cole program. <laughs> Um, so those are also on the network. One thing I will say about, uh, about the level, um, I did a, uh, kind of a games club thing, uh, inadvertently, uh, that went until 3am, uh, my time, uh, with, with, with co-host Ben talking about the walking dead. Uh, I would like to apologize publicly to Gary for not including him on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't actually upset. I just like, it was like, Oh, this thing came out. That would have been cool. Yeah. I wasn't actually upset, but we, we had talked about doing a, an episode, like an episode of this about it. Yeah. So, Hmm. All, don't, don't, yeah, no need to apologize. Yeah, yeah no, I just, I just, it would have been neat to have you when episode when, when season two comes out. Um, there we are. Yes. So, and then if you like Gary's stuff, if you like his voice and his flavor, he does a podcast with, uh, with his business partner, Brayton Cameron. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called the pitch, uh, where they talk about, uh, products that quite frankly will save the world. Honestly. Yeah. I don't, I don't make enough money. Podca- I don't make, you know, almost any money podcasting. <laughs> what I do in my day job is that I, uh, um, work with venture capitalists to create, uh, mostly kind of like a, a mix between an inventor and a marketing genius. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And then Braden has been my partner in that for years and years. And, uh, you know, so I kind of do slogans and songs and he kind of does slogans and, and we just, uh, we've decided to make public or I've decided to make public our, our closed door meetings. Yeah. I, I, I wondered why he gave you permission to do that, but, um, well, so don't, don't tell him, um, okay. but he, I, I don't have permission to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's actually turning out to be our greatest marketing coup. 
Oh, cool. Of all time. Well, it's, it's, ma- it's making people aware of your consultancy, you know, yeah, if, and, and the products themselves, if, if, if I, if I had to put it under one word, I would say solutions. Mm-hmm. It's about solutions. Yeah. It's about solutions at the end of the day, flying, you know, 60,000 feet in the air. It's mm-hmm. about solutions. Yeah. So if if you, if you like solutions, the pitch is an amazing show. It is bite sized It is probably the easiest thing in the world to fit into your week, and uh, it also will improve your life the most for mm-hmm. the investment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, uh, Dead Idea of Ahala is a show that Gary does. It is like a personal journal slash variety program where he does some music, does some rants and skits and characters mm-hmm. and bits and things like that. And uh, yeah, you can uh, look into that. And I am I am assured that there are new episodes coming out, but uh, the old episodes still hold up very very well yep. the new episode will just drop into the schedule yes. randomly when it is done i am working on it now um it's hard to find time um but yeah other than that i think that we've probably given you all of the homework yes that we possibly could um thank you for listening to this incredibly long episode might mm-hmm. end up being a record set thing mm-hmm. depending on how uh, this ends up editing together yeah um but yeah and uh until next time what advice do we have um, let's see here. Ditch Rafa and a, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, guy Luso. Uh, there yeah, we go. Like, uh, in a shallow grave. <laughs> like if you can somehow and, uh, like give them, give them, give them a backwoods sky funeral. <laughs> um, do it. Because <laughs> unceremonious is really, yeah. is, yep, is yep. really what we're driving at here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in addition, uh, watch out for flair. Oh. <laughs>